What's up, guys? Welcome to Spawncast Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, every Saturday night. I have a couple people here with me. We have our returning guest, Sean from RGT85. Sean, how are you tonight? Greetings. Doing good. Doing good. Good, good, man. That's good to hear. I know we you played Call of Duty like I did, so I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun talking about that one because there's, oh, yeah. there's actually some stuff I wanted to talk about um, when it came to that game. Uh, but let's go back down the list here. We also have uh, Max is back from his Halloween extravaganza. <laughs> last weekend max how are you how are you doing tonight man uh very good and not hungover and i've played a lot of bad games that make me wish i was hungover yes you actually um have played sonic forces yes i've i've beaten sonic forces at every special stage every secret every everything but we'll get into that yeah we'll get into that very good and then uh we have the very somber evan yep. over there from the from the recent closures of, of a studio that that backed one of his more favorite more recent one of your more recent favorite games. Yeah, it's still super sad, still hurts, but I guess we'll talk about it at some point. That might be the first thing we actually talk about here in a second, ah, because I want to get out of the way. I'd like to get out of the way because it's um, there is a lot of games and other stuff to talk about. But uh, so we have we have a lot of stuff actually. To, I, I you know I don't, I'm not used to it because usually I do the new stuff throughout the week, and I felt like every day when I was doing it, I felt like there wasn't a lot of news, and then I went back to look at you know what was going on in the week and I, I realized there was actually a lot of stuff when i added it all up at the end so we'll be we'll have quite a bit of stuff and then I, I forgot that max even had sonic forces and had played it so this might get out of control a little bit here but let's uh let's let's get into the um perfect world closed runic right evan well runic's one of the companies and if you guys are familiar with torchlight uh th that's the company that made it they just closed them down they recently released a game which I can never remember the name of. It was a single Hob. player, yeah, Hob. It was the uh, platforming adventure game. It looked mm -hmm. really interesting, mm -hmm. but I guess not a lot of people played it. And I mean, Perfect World decided that this was their moment to look at their least earning companies and just cut the fat, I guess, at that point, mm -hmm. which happened to just ricochet over to a company that released their game f to the public only about maybe a little over half a year. Mm -hmm. ago and since that hadn't really made really good strides and immediate turnaround in revenue they just looked at them and said you guys are screwed too see ya so, so what yeah what happened with the gigantic team then they've just been cut down drastically to bare minimum uh, as far as i can tell just enough people to maintain servers at this point they claim they're going to keep putting out content the november patch that was coming up uh should almost be done anyway before the guys just got laid off which it came as a huge surprise everything on twitter was just business as usual business as usual then all of a sudden the head of the team was like well i'm out of a job and that was the official announcement mm -hmm. of the team just getting disb disbanded i guess at that point it's kind of a shame i thought gigantic actually had a lot of potential behind it it did they were working on making it more like universal because the issue now is because what xbox did microsoft did with them before perfect world bottom the engine they had to create to get it to work cross-platform required too much memory. It was like six gigs or something required of RAM at all times for that game, which is nuts when you compare it to others. Um, and that's RAM for the game specifically. So if you only have six gigs in your computer, you're not playing. So was game. streaming kind of difficult for it then? No, streaming. I mean, my computer's oh, got like okay. 12 so far. It's perfectly fine. Uh, but the core issue was not a lot of people could get into it, and they were working towards making that better, but they shut it down before it even happened. So it's a shame. It's it's not fun when studios close, obviously. Not no, especially towards the uh, especially the innovative effect. ones that actually yeah. are trying to make something that isn't just a this is the name and this is the number we're at afterwards. So what yeah. have uh, what have we what have we all been playing this week? I I, I forgot to ask that last week, but uh, what's everyone been playing? This week, we can talk about that before we get into some of the news and stuff that happened. 
Um, I put a lot of hours into Call of Duty. I think I probably put 27 or 35 hours into Call of Duty for my review. And then uh, I put a couple hours into Sonic Forces, but it's really short, so it didn't take a lot of hours to finish it. So you, so I wanted to talk about this, too, because um, I think everybody except for Evan played Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just still avoiding it. Yeah, Evan's not a big <laughs> Call of Duty person. Um, but I saw, Sean, you made a video about Call of Duty, and you were kind of on the fence about it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a bad game. It's just, in my opinion, it's it's very dated. Um, and although I do like the fact that they, you know, they got rid of the futuristic stuff because mm -hmm. I thought that was just stupid as hell. Um, maybe World War II wasn't the best decision to go to. Like, how many times have you stormed the beaches and like of Normandy and like Medal of Honors and stuff. I, I I don't know. Just in the maps, like I find all the the online maps just to be extremely like boring and like there, there's, wow. there's there's no flavor to them. There's no there's nothing that makes them stand out. You know, there's some interesting set pieces, but you know, it, it's it's the same Call of Duty that you've played a million times. And I know it. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I really think the franchise just needs like two years off and, you know, just to sort of reboot, um, you know, maybe, maybe retool things. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's not a bad game. If you're a fan of call of duty, you haven't played a call of duty in a while. You'll probably get some enjoyment out of it. Um, I do have moments of fun, but just for the most part, it's just, if it wasn't, if the game wasn't called call of duty, people would just be calling it a generic world war two shooter. Mm -hmm. Okay. There was, yeah, there was a thing when I was playing it. So I, I played uh, the single player for a bit. I played actually multiplayer up until we went live here. And one thing I noticed, there is a different, there's definite difference between single player and multiplayer. I don't know if you yeah. guys have really noticed. Like, it seems like they actually took some chances and made the game different in single player. But then mm -hmm. I play multiplayer and it feels like the same Call of Duty I've been playing this whole time. Um, it's really weird. The, the reason I like the multiplayer so much, because uh, man, I am addicted to hell, is uh, the fact that it's so streamlined. I feel like so much of Call of Duty has just tried to expand and expand and expand. And the last I checked, they had some system called like Pick 20, where every time you put on an equipment piece, it counted as a point. And mm. so you'd literally have like a thing where you could detect people's heart rate and make it where you could pick up extra ammo or have all these extra throwing grenades and stuff. Yep. And like all this stuff that just upped the ante. And so it feels so good to me to just see it scaled back. So it is literally just class system again. Like I like, I think the whole. Uh, the operator system, as they call it, where you pick whether you want to be like a mountaineer, which is somebody who can carry shotguns, and if he carries a shotgun, they're flame rounds by default. Uh, my personal favorite, which is the, what do they call them, the, the airborne division. They're the people who can sprint mm. longer, and their SMGs are automatically silenced. Like, I think it's one of those things where it needed to just be really taken down to its core and I appreciate that. And granted, I haven't played the last like five Call of Duties. I've played less than five hours total. So it could just be that, like Sean was saying, it seems fresh to me. Here's here's my here's my thought here. Why why in the single player did it seem like they tried to uh, go away from Call of Duty a little bit? Like they don't have any regenerating health in single player. They have this interesting mechanic where you refill your health with med packs, right? Yeah. Um, they even have a, a a moment in time where you have somebody who will throw ammo to you to yeah. increase, like to refill your ammo. Why didn't they add any of that in the the multiplayer? Why didn't they have like a class system where you could have a medic? You could have you didn't have regenerating health. Um, it almost felt like they were afraid to, to mess with the multiplayer too much because they didn't want to alienate the, the competitive, I guess, crowd for Call of Duty. 
Well, well, the real reason is, and this is totally true, Sledgehammer Games has dual divisions and a separate team makes multiplayer from single player. And a lot of times they don't really talk. So that's why, uh, you know, in most multiplayer games, you'll see like a single player map represented in some way. We don't see that in Sledgehammer Call of Duty games because literally they're, they're not even emailing each other. It's like, okay, cool. Oh, you're putting uh, that kind of health system? That's great. All right, I'll be over here putting uh, laser rifles. You know? And honestly, it wouldn't alienate the competitive crowd. It would alienate the casual crowd. It, yeah. The game that I play, Dirty Bomb, does that, and it's near impossible to get an ammo giver to give anyone ammo in that entire game mm-hmm. at a casual level. So it's just one of those functions where well, it's and- cool for a competitive scene, but then it sucks when you go to the public <laughs> Well, and, and Zombies does have that. Zombies actually does have usable items where you actually, uh, from from loot crates, which obviously I hated, I, I dedicated a large part of the review to hating on it, uh, you actually, uh, med packs, health packs, uh, and ammo packs affect everybody. So if one person times it, you can actually communicate and be like, hey, I'm very low on ammo, and you could be like, well, I'm only halfway low on ammo, but I have five of these ammo packs, so I'll go and use one now, and everybody on the map instantly gets full ammo so you can survive that wave. I just I feel like I, I don't know I feel like the multiplayer just still feels like cult like generic Call of Duty maybe I mean maybe that's a good thing I'm sure there's a lot of people who bought it mm-hmm. hoping that it would just be that and it would just be mm-hmm. like Call of Duty two or um sorry World War Two guns yeah and, and things like that and that's fine but I don't I feel like Sean may have a point we see Call of Duty every single year mm-hmm. and I, I feel like for some including myself fatigue does kind of start to set in with the Call of Duty series and I feel like like something like Assassin's Creed I think really benefited from having a year off. I think also it's that we're ultra hardcore gamers. We're playing everything that comes out and we're on top of stuff. So a generic shooter coming out is incredibly bland to us. Whereas to the average person who like statistics show only buys two games a year, then they probably make it the biggest new game that like, okay, Horizon Zero Dawn, which did sell like hotcakes. And then they get something like Call of Duty. It's like, okay, that's, that's my two games. And so I think that's the kind of demographic they aim for is the casual people who have just $120 to waste every month or every year. Yeah, yeah they buy like two games a year. Yeah, yeah. like Call of Duty is the one and maybe Madden is the other. Is, did, is anyone having like severe issues with the online as far as like server stuff goes? Because like yeah. that was like half the time when I finish a match, like I can't even like go to my loadouts and sometimes the loadouts freeze and then sometimes it just freezes indefinitely. Yeah. Like... So, and I figured that's what would happen. That's why I, I tested out the multiplayer a lot before the servers went public because I figured that would happen. The most annoying thing to me, and I really hope they fix it, is I'll pick up like five daily quests and I'll start working on them and then I'll try and load back to the lobby and the server will just be like, you should pick up daily quests. And it's like, the fuck am I doing doing, homie? Yeah. yeah. I see it a lot too where they keep resetting and they keep asking you to do it. But uh, I, I do see that they are definitely pushing games as a service into Call of Duty. You just said the daily yeah, quests, yeah. right? It's, the supply drops, all this stuff. It, it's very games. as a, They want you to come back every single day and play more of them. It feels almost like how a mobile game will kind of do that to you. Yeah. Except a mobile game really only wants you to stop by for a little bit and then you know go away kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so many mobile games have that lobby. That's like a big thing now is jealousy of trying to make you want what another player has. And the fact that you yes. can literally stand there and watch people, this is by far my biggest gripe with it. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> you watch other people open loot boxes and it plays all these happy sounds. Like people don't realize that's a big psychological aspect of casinos is making you envy the winners and yep. picture yourself as it. And so they, it definitely seems like they, when they're, everybody's dropping loot crates, you can just like look around the environment and there's people like, da, 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 congratulations. Congratulations, you suck slightly less. It's like, ah, oh, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> it, it, it is amazing the way they did that. I mean, it's smart on their part, but it's definitely uh, yeah. them kind of exploiting that that feeling of like, 
of hoping that you're going to win if I buy this next, you know, supply drop or whatever. I'll I'll get them next time. I'll, I'll get the credit card out now and, and start trying to win. Yeah, um, and it's um, it's it's a shame. So, uh, Sean, you're you're not you're like on the fence about Call of Duty still. You're you don't you're not really sure if it's if it's something you you really enjoy or. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, probably you know, in the next few days, I'll never touch it again. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing. And, and, and we did have it. Um, I assume you had it sent to you as well from, uh, uh, yes. good buddies at ScreenWave. Yes. They, they, they get us the hookup. So thanks to them. <laughs> uh, and then Max, you probably, you probably have a, t- uh, a, a tie in with, um, Activision. Yeah. Activision. Yeah. You know, yeah. Max knows everybody guys. He knows everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Only from years of emailing people like, Hey, can you send me your game? I promise I barely suck. I'm like, all right, fine. Here we go. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, that's good though. But um, you know, I like the single player more than the multiplayer, I think. I, I like the single player just because it was super gritty. Like just right in the beginning, I know Sean, you said it's something we've played already with something like uh Medal of Honor back in the day, Frontline. But I thought about that too. And what that game came out in what, like two thousand and two or something like that? Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I, I I'm looking at this Call of Duty and I'm playing it, and it sounds super weird, probably to some of the younger audiences. It's weird that I'm about to say it's about Call of Duty, but when I was playing this Call of Duty, I was running off of nostalgia almost how weird does that sound about call of duty i'm running off nostalgia because i was one of the people who actually played the original call of duty back in the day in 2003 when it came out on pc i actually played that a lot for like the single player aspect and everything and then i'm playing this game and i'm getting some flashbacks to how old school call of duty used to be Mm -hmm. um and that might be why i'm enjoying the single player more than the multiplayer because when i play the multiplayer some people on there have just have played call of duty every single year so they're just ridiculously good at the game right (laughs) you you spawn you're dead you're spawn you're dead sometimes then you're good for a little while and then you get killed right away and there are some really good people on there that kind of i think hurt the fun for a lot of people Mm -hmm. but when i'm playing the single player man i don't know it just feels like like there's no regenerating health no one's jumping off walls with crossbows that have electricity and whips and stuff and it's it just it feels like uh feels like old school call of duty did you well so one of my favorite first person shooter story missions ever is in medal of honor underground where you actually have that mission where instead of having a gun you just have paperwork and you're like sneaking through this nazi base and wherever you pull the trigger you just like basically set your passport on their nose well they have a mission where you do that in this game did you do that yet no i haven't done that yet it's it's super legit you actually have to memorize your paperwork and as you're going through here uh you're like looking for a nazi officer in a gray uniform and so as you're trying to find him like when you walk up to people and talk to them they're like well i think he's in the basement and so you go down there and talk to him and they'll be like oh well uh show me your papers and then they'll like quiz you and be like why are you here what's your purpose and so you like keep having to be interrogated until you find the right like traitorous nazi to buy bombs off of and the whole thing is really really tense because it's just so full. I feel like that's my favorite part about the single player is that the maps are just so full of Nazis. You really feel like you're just like, oh man, like the German war machine was extremely powerful. When they took over France, every building was just Nazi headquarters now. So walking around, you realize like, man, like we really kicked their asses, but damn, it was scary as hell. It's so cool. That, that, all right. So that's, that's a cool, that's a cool concept for a mission. I, I still got to finish playing all the way through it. I, how long was it? Was it a, was it a longer it's about, campaign? It's about, six, it's about six and a half hours on normal difficulty. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. All right. Yeah. I can, I can get through that. It looks like they kind of broke it up into missions too. So yeah, um, yeah. it's pretty straightforward. So I'm at least going to finish the single player and then I'll probably, I probably won't play much more than multiplayer to be honest, uh, especially when Rocket League comes out on the switch, which, which is coming like 10 days from now. Uh, I probably won't be playing much to be honest. I'll be playing Rocket League on the switch a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love that game. But uh, uh, what else did you guys you guys play? Did we do you guys do more Mario Odyssey? Uh, yes. The tiniest bit. I've I've been busy with uh, Sonic. 
you know what? Just tell us about Sonic, man. <laughs> it's awful. Okay, that's all we need to say. It's, People uh, about to start calling your house now, man. <laughs> it's uh, man, and I feel like Sonic fans are gonna have to defend this. And I just want to say, good games don't need to be defended. Dude, Nobody first is out of all, there. First of all, before you start that, dude. Have, you've seen youtube right how many people are mad at you for your uh for your sonic forces thing i saw yeah. you put it up on twitter too i thought that was kind of funny yeah. <laughs> so so many people are like sending me death threats and stuff about sonic right now and it's like like nobody is is defending skyrim nobody's defending mario odyssey because it doesn't need to be defended it's a great game whereas like this is it's it's short and it's really bad like um my biggest problem is the fact that the level design is really 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 rigid like you basically it, it almost feels like playing guitar hero a lot of times because you're just running along and you're just trying to press jump slide boost dash like at the right times like there are certain segments where you can literally just beat with your eyes closed because it's, it's just like a rhythm. So, it's like a rhythm game almost. It's, it feels very much like a rhythm game in a weird way. And so a lot of times when I was recording footage, I'd beat a level. Most levels are about 90 seconds. There's only about 30 levels. So you beat a level and then I would just press record and play back through that level because it's so simple. Once you know the couple little secrets and jumps, you literally just go right back through it. And the second time, you know, okay, here's where I boost. Here's where I get the grapple hook. It's 90 seconds up. to beat a map or beat a level. Each, each map is about 90 seconds to two minutes. Wow. Bosses are bosses are about three minutes. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And, and most of the bosses are incredibly simple. I was going against uh, one of the major bosses. We were going wow. against Infinite at one point with the custom character, which is so dumb. And I literally stood in the middle of the map pressing whip for two minutes. I literally just kept doing a whip attack. And he was like, you want to see my real power? Oh, no. You want to see my real power? Oh, no. For two <laughs> minutes. Like, oh, God. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. So you're saying Sonic Mania was a better Sonic. Yes. Yeah. And that's what's so crazy. And Already, I was murmuring about the fact that Sonic Mania was so good, and Sonic fans were getting really mad. Like, how dare you compare them? Like, look, bro, these are both Sonic games. They both came out in 2017. They both have a lot of 2D aspects. I'm going to compare the two. Sonic so is Mania it, is so is, much better. And is half it the possible price. that the demo was only 60-second playthroughs because they didn't want you to finish the game in, or the finish the map in 90 seconds? Yes. They would have, in 100%, that's what it was, is you uh. would have realized that... It was just that short. Like, oh my God. Like most levels, even the later levels. So what's weird is the later levels actually do get cooler. Once they, it seems like they don't trust you to have all these big complex cool levels until at the end of the game, all of a sudden there's just these 10 really cool levels. And it's like, why didn't you put the good level design at the start to make me want to play? Like literally the first like 80% of the game is a horrible slog. That's weird okay I'm, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my full review like monday afternoon is when i'm gonna have it up so uh but man uh, is, um, is that when the embargo is up uh no i don't have an embargo i just bought since i yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I i got yeah. a street date but what i want to do is i'll just put it up uh monday afternoon about when the game comes out in new zealand and if sega takes it down well then i'll make a rant about it wait okay so the game is out in new zealand on monday because well, you know technically New Zealand is closest to the dateline, so that New Zealand sense. becomes the new day the soonest. So yes. games technically released in New Zealand like 13 hours before everywhere else. That makes sense, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Now I'll, I'll I'll be curious to see what people say about your review. I'm sure that'll be fun. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. I'm, whatever. Like, they're going to make more videos being like, you don't understand anything about Sonic, even though you've beaten every Sonic game, read the Sonic comics, collect Sonic action figures. I have a Sonic shot glass, but I don't know anything <laughs> about Sonic. I've never played a Sonic game, apparently. Well, it's going to be more interesting when um the reviews from the bigger places come out and they're yeah. around what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then people are just going to... It's it's bad because I think there was a lot of hope put in the Sonic Forces for yeah. a 3D Sonic being good. I haven't played more than 60 seconds at a, of a time for sonic forces so i couldn't tell yeah. you <laughs> but uh yeah. there is a serious fear i think with the community because everyone wants that one good uh mm-hmm. three sonic game right everybody wants yeah like even sonic adventure one wasn't very good at all uh, I, I, I like that wasn't very good like if but if you really uh, yeah. got it down and look at it like i liked yeah. it back then oh yeah because when i had the dreamcast man and you're playing it and that whale starts like destroying the bridge yeah i thought it was the coolest looking thing i've ever seen you know yeah um but if you go I, back and watch it's just i not, i, I want to say without any spoilers i think the sonic community is gonna be pretty mad at this game too there is a giant lie in the marketing and when people start oh. playing this they're gonna be extremely mad about something interesting oh okay that'll be interesting um yeah Chad says, uh, I wonder how much turnover Sonic team has. The credits change radically between games. Heard it. So that was something else. He's, he's putting out something here. I, I saw this as well. This popped up. Mm-hmm. The credits in, was it Sonic Forces? I think it was Sonic mm-hmm. Forces, the way he's saying. Very different from other Sonic games. Yeah. Um, and they, they continue to be different. So I, I had that same thought as well. I wonder if... Um, I wonder if like the, the just the teams change so radically because mm-hmm. it, it... Like Generations, I guess, was... A good Sonic game, but yeah. that's about it, right? I mean, there hasn't really been a, a really good Sonic game that's 3D. Well, if people talk about Sonic Colors. The Sonic community loves Sonic Colors. It's a really great one. I still actually keep it in my desk just so I can play it occasionally. That's a great one, but I mean, how long ago? That was on the original DS. That was probably 10 years ago now. But someone else, uh, <laughs> Sean asked, uh, what about Sonic Mania creators making a 3D Sonic? See, the people with the Sonic Mania, they specialize in 2D Sonic. Yeah. Um, they were fans who loved rebuilding like the the sonic games in 2d um and i have a feeling if you ask them even they might like run away screaming if you ask them yeah to do that. That, uh, that guy christian whitehead is like a genius of 2d coding the one of his first assignments when he got hired by sega was to do a full restore of sega cd or sonic cd for cell phones and he did it flawlessly so i think if you gave him a 3d project it would be a little bit outside his expertise well, let me ask uh, let me ask sean uh, about how he how he feels about Sonic Forces right now. Um, he hasn't played it, neither have I, but what are you, what are you thinking there, man? Eh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I still bought it. I'm still I know, I know it. you want it to be good, man. I know you do. Like, I, 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 know. I want it to be good, too. I really wanted Sonic Forces to be like, I haven't played it, so I'll, I'll judge it when I play it, but yeah, I, I want it to be good, too. I don't even necessarily think that it's going to be good. I, I, okay, here, here's a great analogy. If, if they... If they just did like a Call of Duty World War II with it <laughs> and made it like a serviceable game yeah. that maybe fans would enjoy, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Sonic Adventure 3 is what you're saying. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm totally up for a retread. I'm so much of like, let's just get Sonic and make a good, like, basic one to prove we can still do it. We're at this point where it's been so long since a good Sonic, like, besides Mania, it is kind of that one where it's like, did you guys just forget how to make running fun right right so uh is this uh it says uh oh, there we go J- jintoki cruise one says i'd rather have nintendo make a 3d open sonic game uh you know i, I like to say that about about nintendo they could if anyone could make a good sonic game i'm sure they could i say the same thing about Mega Man. 
mm -hmm. a lot of times. But I don't even know if Nintendo wants to take a shot at that one. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. It's it's tough. Sonic is in a weird position right now. He's good at 2D. Unfortunately, 2D Sonic games I don't think have enough content to sell for 60 bucks. Like they want to mm -hmm. find a game that they could sell for 60 bucks that has Sonic on it. Um, and it, it's it's I think it's telling that Sonic Forces is what 40 bucks. Yeah, 40 bucks. Yeah, and it comes yeah. with uh, special DLC where you can play a Shadow episode. Shadow. I yeah, I mean, right now the most entertaining thing about Sonic, apart from Mania, is Sonic's Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonic's Twitter account is outstanding. If you don't follow it, you need to go follow it. It is awesome. Um, I, I don't know. I'm gonna buy it. I, I, you know, I'm gonna buy Sonic Force when it comes out. It's out. Is it out Tuesday? Yes, the seventh. Yeah, the seventh. See, I'll get it on the Switch. Um, especially since you just told me, Max, that it's 90 seconds for a level. That seems perfect for the Switch's uh, uh, portable nature. Yeah. <laughs> you you can easily beat it in an afternoon. So just like turn on wow. a movie, a bo turn on like a boring movie. You'll definitely see the final movie. There's really like half the game is cutscenes. So if you skip the cutscenes, you'll literally be done in 90 minutes easily. Oh my gosh, jeez, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they have some long cutscenes. Are they fleshing yeah. out some of the lore then? Uh, sort of. It's weird they brought back like every Sonic hero and villain ever. Like literally all these side characters all show up, but you don't play as them. And a lot of times they pretend like they're about to be a playable character and then don't like Silver War walkout or something. They'd be like, all right, guys, this is my level. And then Sonic would be like, nope, I got this every single time. So it <laughs> looks like you're going to be playing more than just the two Sonics and the creative character, but nope, you don't. And it looks like oh, you're going to be fighting a bunch of villains, uh, but you don't. They literally, all every villain from the whole series shows up, and about halfway through, they all go like, never mind, and leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I, I had a lot of hope for Sonic Forces, to be honest. I really did. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll see how that turns out. That's out on Tuesday, and I'll be picking it up, and I guess seeing how things go. You played the PS4 version, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just what I, what the guy offered me at the time. So I was like, "Yeah, mail me that. That'll be fine." Sure, sure. I'll. Uh, I guess I'll get those. I assume Sean, you're getting the Switch version as well. Yes. Yeah, Switch version. All right, cool, cool. Is that on PC also? Uh, if it is, it'll probably be really. It'll probably come out in a couple weeks or months, like uh, Mania had to do. Okay, I, I didn't know if it was. I I know it was on the consoles. I didn't know if it was going. Oh, it is. There it is. Yep. Yeah, there, there you go, Evan. You could you could pick it up. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what does it even need to play? It probably doesn't need anything. Seven fifty Ti. That's about right. We need to okay. talk about a game. We need to talk about a game real quick. All right, we'll get into this. More fight. More fight. More fight. More fight. You know, I bought it the other day and I haven't played it yet. Mm, man, that game. I don't know. I don't know why it resonated with me so well. It's No Man's Sky, right? <laughs> it's It's No Man's Sky Prime. Oh, okay. Okay. It's got some Metroid Prime aspects to it. Just I don't know. I guess because. The fact that No Man's Sky was like a $60 game and it was just such a big disappointment. And then this game comes along and it's like 15 bucks. You get the same sort of thing, different planets with different, you know, animals and fauna and stuff. The combat is is decent enough. There's, you know, Metroid-esque stuff like doors you can only use certain, you know, missiles on and whatnot. If you play through the story, you know, you could get through it in probably uh, seven, eight, nine hours. But, like, part of the fun is just visiting these other planets. Like, I was finding these – I was going to these other planets and finding, like, life forms that I didn't know existed and stuff within the game. Just a really, really fun game and um, a really – I think it's a game that, you know, is going to fly under the radar for a lot of Switch owners because all the shit coming out this month. But I, I, I highly recommend it. I did, a, I did a video on it today. I finally finished it. 
And I'll, play, just, I'll play it, man. But man, Mario Odyssey has taken over my Switch. Oh, I mean, same. Like, I'm just I'm going through, and like, I the crazy thing about Odyssey is just the amount of new stuff I'm still discovering. Yeah, it's like man. holy shit, man! How much stuff is in this game? Yeah, there's, I, they packed some content in there, man. I I recently uh, found out how to become when I became Yoshi. That blew my mind. I'm literally like. Yep. Yeah. 65 hours into it and i found yoshi and it was like what yeah the that, hell? it's amazing it like opens up a whole nother part of the game <laughs> yeah it's so cool yeah um it's it's uh it's not for like people who are you'll get it later on in the game it's not till the end of the game but it's it's a cool little thing and I, at this point it's all over people's thumbnails it's everywhere now so people yeah. pretty much know now but i mean honestly how long has honestly been out for a week now you should you should know you should you should already have yoshi by now <laughs> <laughs> um uh at this point uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah max in trouble <laughs> the crucifixion has begun oh man i can already feel the hate videos all right hello gentlemen nice to see you go ahead and cut this clip out spoiler yeah. dream spoiler asshole no max how did you run across those people who made uh like videos um, um responding um, to your sonic forces stuff because I googled Sonic Forces to see what my search like ranking was, mm -hmm. and those popped up right beneath it. Like, oh, what the heck? I was like, oh, okay, well, that's that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone in the in the chat. Um, last week we had a like goal. At, what was it? What was it like? Three hundred. It was three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah. Three hundred, and we got past that pretty quick. But I I told Evan there's no there's absolutely no way we could get five hundred likes <laughs> at all. So don't even try. I mean, I it was it was a shame because we ended up on trending. There's, there's no way. There's yeah, just there's no way now. Five hundred is too far away. We can't make five hundred likes. It's impossible. Um, <laughs> uh, so the rest about Mario. That's the problem. I see a lot of people doing podcasts and stuff. They talk about Mario Odyssey, but they're so scared to talk about anything about Mario Odyssey. They have to be super vague. And that's kind of a shame because um, it is it is super easy to spoil that game. I guess to a degree. Although I see some people say like spoilers about you becoming a T Rex. <laughs> Yeah, and right. Like, which, that was which the is first thing one. they showed yeah. us. You know, um, that, that that is weird. Did you guys think that was odd that you become a T Rex in like the first hour of the game? I, 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 that, I was gonna say, I think that's one of those things they moved. I'm always uh, interested in how they make games, and occasionally, if you tease something early on and everybody really latches onto it, they'll try and move it in a game. And since you don't really do anything else with that T Rex in that entire level, I do think it was one of those things that was probably a part of a later world that looked cool, and then everybody became obsessed with it in the marketing, and they're like, "All right, front load that, like put it in the world one." So as soon as they start playing, they have a story to tell and a screenshot to share. Yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you what are you thinking over there, Sean? First off, the 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 T Rex was amazing. Um, yeah. I love I love all of his all of his visitations, but I feel like there's more because like at first it was just that it was the intro you know thing that happens in the first ten minutes, and then the the one you know the special thing in New Donk, mm -hmm. and so I was like, okay, he's in there twice. But then I found him again in another level. So now mm -hmm. I'm like. I'm almost thinking to myself, is he like hidden in every level? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he is, but he keeps popping up. And like, now I've seen him three times in three different levels. And it's like, hmm, I wonder how often you're in this game. That would actually be cool if they hit him in every single level. That would yeah. be neat. Because like the third one, like he just popped out of nowhere. And I'm like, you've never been here before. I'm just looking for, uh, you know, additional moons and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, man. I love that he gets his own song when you like put on the hat. You have like the T Rex music 
<laughs> I, I love that it just it's one of those evolving experiences where as you unlock more moons and more stuff keeps getting unlocked it literally like revisiting worlds continues to be just as interesting even if it's the 10th or 20th revisit yeah oh man that's i haven't actually done that part in new donk city yet so i'll go check it out no it's so good yeah i just I, I just like walking around it's so weird like i'll just mess around in new dog city it's so funny you jump off of off of taxis and go flying and and you have those little tiny little traffic things that flick you around and stuff and man and there's so much hidden in that it feels like new dog city is bigger than the other levels completely i don't know maybe it's because there's buildings and you can keep like the hide stuff better i don't know i mean i know it's basically the same size as the others but it just it feels it feels like there's just so much more going on in there um okay so let's get into some of the some of the news i think we talked about most of the games that we've been playing because i've been stuck on mario odyssey and call of duty and evan i assume you've been stuck on destiny uh yeah just cleared the raid uh yesterday so <laughs> what is it what is it september over here jeez yeah for real <laughs> old game nah that's kidding <laughs> uh yeah no, i mean it just came out on pc pretty recently are, are you hitting 60 in that game by the way uh 60, yeah 60, yes. yeah i think so nice. That's a, that makes it so much better. It really does. I mean, that, there's, that there's a patch problem, though. Their last hotfix causes stutter with some hardware. So basically every couple seconds, you just have a one-tenth of a second freeze-up for no reason. Mm. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Weird. Lawbreakers yeah, had nice. that. It was great. Yep. Super, super <laughs> fun right now in PvP. They just dropped Trials of the Nine on PC, and you're playing it, and you just freeze up every couple seconds. It's not yeah, Lawbreakers. Not Are people still playing Lawbreakers? I feel like, Max, if no, you and I probably, jumped in, probably we would be able to do a 1v1 people. match. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, the, uh, what's his name? Cliff Blazinski did an interview a couple weeks ago, and he's like, I'm tired of all these people scanning the PC servers and acting like the game is dead. I promise right now somebody is playing on PlayStation 4. That community is thriving. Like, okay, buddy. Like, sure. I played yeah. on PS4 and I definitely had troubles finding games. So uh, he, he seems really like touchy about that. Like he, I don't think he's happy with how things went for him. Yeah, um, I think I mean, that game's. I think that, yeah, yeah. I think that game's gonna have to go free to play eventually. Yeah, there are already murmurs that they're gonna have to. Do that. So I follow uh, their PR team, like their main PR people on Twitter, because I was kind of honestly I just wanted to see how they were freaking out about it. <laughs> and they got real quiet. Like beforehand, they were at all these big events of like, check out this like retweeting like Lawbreakers tattoos and stuff. Now the game's out. All of a sudden they're like. Hey guys, you guys really upset, excited for upcoming games? Please let me know. I need a job. <laughs> oh man, that's bad. Yeah, I, I feel I, I I don't know. They made a very generic shooter compared to everything else. So yeah, yeah, it was bound to have. It's not the '90s anymore, unfortunately. So yeah, I just so so many small things in that game annoyed me. Like I never thought I'd say this, but when you pick up the ball, the ball is like this little AI brain, and it talks to you, and it has the most annoying like, "Hey, capture me! Hey, hey, let's do this! Woo!" And I was just like, "Oh my god, where in the options do I shut this off?" And I couldn't. So every time I picked up the ball, I was like, "I can't wait till someone kills me and I lose this game." So the uh, Xbox One X is out Tuesday. I don't know if my GameStop's having a minute release. I'll have to find out on Monday night. Uh, is anybody getting one? Uh, no. I, no. I was going to, and I, I thought about it. And then all the re early reviews said that there's no point with a standard definition television, so I canceled my pre-order. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think Digital Foundry did some stuff, and they found frame rates were better in some games, but it wasn't, like, eye-opening. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't I don't know how crazy it's gonna be. I mean, I'm getting the Scorpio edition, so I'm gonna stick with it just because it's the Scorpio edition. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess I I know I know Evan's not getting one, so I guess it's um, I guess I'm the only one getting one then. Man, I wonder if that's how it is. Like you ask four people and one of them is getting it. Like it's like 25. percent Well, we, we got to fill that spot on the back wall for you to be able to yeah. move back over and start recording again. Dude, all the Scorpio yeah. box too. All the sweet box. It's gonna be. It's Ooh, supposed nice. to be like a green. So I'm actually excited to see the the look of it. It's gonna be like this nice little green Xbox 
I hear every one oh, hundredth box actually has a live scorpion in it, so it's yeah. just such an adventure. That would be great. <laughs> that would make for a good unboxing. <laughs> I don't know. I was on uh, a an Xbox podcast a couple weeks ago, and uh, all of them were buying the Xbox One X. But not only that, a lot of them bought games that they won't play until they get their X. Like all of them were talking about how they're excited for Assassin's Creed, but they would not put the disc in until they had an Xbox One X. So That's there odd. is an audience out there. It's just not us. Why is it? Why is that the case? Why would they just play the game? Uh, they kept saying that it's in the future. They're like, we're just pretending that game comes out November 7th. So anytime people talk about it, we call them time travelers because for the X, it doesn't exist yet. Like, but do they have okay. an X? Do they have like an Xbox One S? Yeah, so they have an S, so it would be like decent, but they just want... Because uh, from all the people I've uh, been talking to who have the Xbox One X uh, for a review, they've said Assassin's Creed is the most substantial boost in graphics. So mm -hmm. I think the Xbox fanboys have already heard about that, and so they really want to jump into that first. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But how would you be able to tell if you didn't play it on the S? <laughs> that's well, so well, weird. Well, well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's not comparatively, but I think... If you're going into something the first time, yeah. you want it to be the best experience. Sure. So they want to go into the best game that'll have the biggest mm -hmm. upgrades. So obviously I'm not the one buying it, but they're doing it and they seem happy with their purchase. It's, yeah, it's interesting because I know that they uh, they made a, a pretty easy way for you to just transfer stuff from the S to the X even. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I guess, I, I don't know. It seems interesting that that's, that's what they're doing. They're holding off. I figured yeah. Battle, Battlefront 2 would have been like the first big one for a lot of people to, to, to use, right? Um, it's just it's interesting to hold off on Assassin's Creed because um, your review said it was it was good but it was kind of boring because it was yeah I I'm alone in that though honestly I, and I realize I realize that I'm I'm the person the outlier here everybody else loves that game I'm the one person who does not like Assassin's Creed Origins it's my problem is with with the hero I don't think Bayek is interesting and so even after I think I played twelve hours I just did not care about the story. I didn't, and it, since I couldn't care about Bayek, I couldn't care much about the world. The map is gorgeous. The graphics are freaking outstanding. The quest system has been overhauled and is a lot better. But it's one of those things where if the hero I'm playing as doesn't matter, I don't feel like I matter, and I just I could not get invested. But um, so Sean, you you've you've been pretty vocal about the Xbox One X, right? You don't you don't really see the need for it. No. From what I've got me gathering right, you're you're kind of you're definitely on one side. You're like I don't I don't see a need for this game. Five hundred dollars to you could have been spent in much better ways. You could buy video games with it. Like <laughs> like I I I don't know if you if you haven't gotten an Xbox One and you're you're just hell bent on getting an Xbox One. Why would you not just get the Xbox One S, which is you know slightly you know not as powerful and all that stuff, but you know that's two hundred dollars with a game, and then you can spend that three hundred dollars to buy games because the Xbox One X does not have any unique games to it. Like mm -hmm. that's 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 what I don't get. Like I, I understand why they did that because they don't want to alienate the audience, but it just seems silly to me to spend five hundred dollars on a new system that more than likely you're just upgrading. You know, you're not um, you're not a first time buyer. If you are a first time buyer, I, I don't know. There's still better options, in my opinion. Um, but it just seems it just seems so weird. Like I I don't understand why anyone would want to do that just for a little boost in graphics. Well, I I think so. I'm really interested to see how this experiment will play out for them. I'm incredibly interested because Microsoft is really shifting their focus towards what they call the the premium audience, the people who want to buy the deluxe stuff. Like I've heard they're still just selling out like crazy with those $100 crazy pro controllers. Something I would never buy. I'm the type of person who gets like the cheapest 
off-brand controller that I can possibly play the hell out of without it breaking. But there is definitely an audience who wants a $100 controller and a $500 console. So I, I'm curious if it'll really make them that much money or if it just turns out to be a really expensive experiment. Sure, sure. I mean, but like you're, you're kind of right, Sean, because the S supports HDR, um, so you can get that, mm-hmm. that nice color, kind of color gamut across the screen. It does support 4K streaming, and it has an ultra-high-def Blu-ray player inside. So the only real thing that the, the X benefits from is 4K gaming, um, and it's not even always 4K gaming. So I guess it's just people really want, who have a 4K TV, really want that experience, I guess, with their games. Um, but the, like it was just the weirdest thing that you just said to me, Max, that people weren't even playing a game because they're waiting for the X. It just seemed like very odd. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like they can, can if also, they want, but it's well, yeah. Well, I, I can also relate to that. There's definitely been times where uh, uh, I wouldn't play Shinmu until I could get on the Dream. I wouldn't play Shinmu two until I could get on the Dreamcast. I had the Xbox One, uh, the original Xbox version, but I wanted to play it on what I considered the perfect hardware for it. So while I'm I'm not doing it with the Xbox One X, I definitely I don't fault them for for treating it with such reverence i guess if i'm spending 500 dollars on a console i'm gonna wait and treat it very ceremoniously <laughs> I'm, i don't even have a 4k tv and i'm getting this thing yeah i don't, we'll, I don't, we'll see. I don't have yeah I, I don't have one and I, I don't think i'm ever gonna get we'll see i mean i'll buy them i'll buy a 4k tv when they're as cheap as like a, a normal tv is now well they're gonna which, be um they're gonna be pretty cheap this black friday there's one that i keep looking at at walmart that's like 400 right now online it's like 330 dollars. just so mm-hmm. i can just have a four just so i can be like look i have a 4k tv over here and uh, I think it's going to be three hundred on Black Friday. Yeah, um, Man, it has on, HDR also. So on on Sean's earlier point about paying so much for the Xbox One X, was it? It was either Sean or Spawn. One of y'all tweeted out the fact that there there's going to be a hundred and seventy five dollar Xbox One S sell somewhere yes. on Black Friday. And so it's so crazy to think that you're paying like like oh what two point five almost three times the cost for an Xbox One X, which I yes. mean to some people is legit, but Jesus, that's a hell of a gap. Yeah, and it's only coming with a one terabyte hard drive, which sounds weird to me because, uh, like, uh, there was an update that came out for Quantum Break. Sean, you you've played Quantum Break, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an update coming out um, where it's going to push the total file size to 178 gigabytes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> which is uh, half of the size of the Xbox One's 500 gig hard drive because it takes up some for the um the os and everything i think you get like 380 or something like that it's almost half the size of that um just with one game i don't even know how long that would take for a lot of people to download either See, and that's my biggest thing is i feel like we're so many companies have really been capitalizing on this lately and the sales numbers reflect that it's working the idea of like the day one experience you buy a game and you try it at the same time as everybody else in this race to beat it like a lot of companies have been capitalizing on that so it's weird to think about the fact that you buy a game you put in your Xbox One X, and it could take two freaking days to install that patch. Like it's just like, oh my gosh! Yeah. Talk about putting the brakes on your own fun. And then here's my other thought: What if um, so the Xbox One X is coming out at the end of 2017? So by let's say we start hearing about the PS5 by like mid 2019. I mean, does that kind of take the the glamour away from the Xbox One X then? When we start hearing about the next more powerful system, um, I mean, or what if? What if Sony pulls a Microsoft and at E3 this year at the end of their presentation just teases the PlayStation 5 with a name of just do yeah. what the Project Scorpio did of being like, look, bro, I don't have a controller. I don't have anything, but I do have an idea. Like that would immediately kill the X so hard. Dude, the the like, X was the X was like a year and a half build, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was like about a year and a half total from like original it's two E three, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy to think about that. Um, that it, it was, they went that long. They've been teasing this thing for that. They have been willing to mostly sacrifice the Xbox one, um, for this long because so many people are just waiting for the X. I mean, you just, you just explain to me people who aren't going to put a game in until the X comes out. Yeah. Um, so there have been a lot of people who have... I mean, the Xbox One sales have been lacking probably because of that, I'd yeah. say. Well, um, let, let's see what happens. I'm so... I'm really yeah, dying yeah. to see the, the final loadout of this yeah. year. This this going into this Christmas is going to be something truly crazy because there is just such a wide range of hardware on the market now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we just saw uh, Super Lucky's Tale got reviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, five out of ten, I think. That's, that's good. That's one of those games that I saw, and then I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna forget this," and then I forgot about it. And I look back later, like, hmm, "Cool, exactly what I expected." It looks like uh, what Conquers was. I tweeted this out. It looks like what Conquers was before they changed it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it looked. That's exactly what it looks like. Uh, and I actually wanted to play that game, and I kept looking at it, and then I, I hear that it's just not very good. And here's Super Mario Odyssey, that's a, a good platformer. So I'm like, "Do mm-hmm. well, I want to leave Mario Odyssey and go play Super Lucky's Tale for a bit?" Um, I-, I don't know. <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter saying the fact that like Sonic Forces may have done better in sales if it didn't try and come out so close to Mario Odyssey. Like coming out as a game that redefines a platforming genre and then to come out and try and be like, hey, we're also trying to bring our game back and make it a 3D platformer. Get a... I was like, oh, that was not they a good should, time. They should have pushed that game out in September. Yes, cool. uh, yeah. Early, an early September window would have done them a world of good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sean, you're up to date on a lot of the Switch stuff coming out in November, right? Because you keep talking about it. Oh, yeah. So we, we're getting hit with a lot of games coming up in like a week and a half, right? Or a week? Yeah, like it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Like an obscene amount, right? Because we keep hearing about more games coming up. We just got Rocket League is coming out November 14th. And I know there's like this window of time. It's like from the 7th to like the 17th or something where I know Sonic Forces, L.A. Noir, Skyrim. Like we talked about this like last week, didn't we? Because we were trying to figure out Doom or Skyrim. Yes. And now more and more games keep getting added to it. Do you think anything else is going to be added to it before we even get to that week at this point? Because I, I hope not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I honestly hope not. Like, Jesus, there's only so much money a, a person can spend. There's only so much you know, there's only so many games that you that one person can get. Um, I guess the dark horse, you know, is um, uh, of course WWE 2K18, which I still think is going to come out this month, um, towards the end of the month on the Switch. So, you know, that could be another November release as well. It, it's crazy to think about. Just you know, when was the last Nintendo fans and Nintendo owners haven't had this problem in, in many, many years. So yeah. it's a good problem for them. Here's, here's the good thing. They might have saved up a ton of money from that Wii U cycle. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I mean, you had to. What the hell were you buying? Yeah. Uh, maybe they're they're good now. <laughs> I just have to respect all the developers who managed to really get this done and out there before the holiday season. Because now, like, we already know that Switch is selling like crazy. And these people, like, who knows how well each of these games are going to sell individually. But as a whole, it is going to be a crazy spending season for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we also had. Uh, did you guys see any of the sales that came out for the PlayStation and the Switch? We got quarterly reports for them, and I guess unlike Microsoft, they actually tell us how many units are out there, how much money they're making. Microsoft disguises their Xbox sales very well currently, and I, I think that's for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you cannot tell how many. They they just won't say how many Xboxes are out there. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> 
Nintendo and, and Sony are more than happy to tell us. Now, Sony told us that they are shooting for, which is astounding, 79 million PS4s is what their goal is now by the end of March, mm-hmm. um, which is insane because that would almost get them to where the PS3 finished in its, what, eight, nine-year lifespan mm-hmm. um, in half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that should tell you how strong the PS4 is right now. I think they said there's 67.5 million PS4s out there right now. And uh, they don't seem to be having any issues moving these these PS4s at all. Um, I mean, at this point, do you guys are you guys pretty much seeing it be a hundred million yeah, system easy, seller at this easily, point? Right? Easily, I think that this is, may break one ten or one twenty. It is just it is it is such so much the default gaming device now. Like even even my freaking dad, who's sixty one years old, randomly called me the other day and said that he bought a PlayStation Four just because he was so curious about Uncharted. And to him, that's what he sees. Like modern games are Uncharted, so it's like it, it's crazy. I see that thing definitely reaching. Ooh, that means he could get the collection and Uncharted Four for probably a good price now and have. Tons yeah. of time out of that series. That's yeah. actually well, he, he bought the slim one, which comes with Uncharted Four, and then he went out and bought uh, the Uncharted Collection, and uh, he played wow, through it with, with my brother. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a good bit of time there to be playing that. Wow. Yeah, and to him, he said that it was just like it was like playing through a movie with his wife and being like, "Man, I just I just pulled this trigger, and all these these people just thought of it." Do you remember that commercial when uh, what's his name was there, yes. Kevin Butler, and he yeah. and the guy's like, "My my girlfriend thinks I'm, this is a movie, and it's like Uncharted 2. and Kevin yeah. was like, "I don't see the problem." Well, no, remember, remember what he did? It was, he, was, he goes, oh, I'm sure she'll figure it out when you get to like a load screen or something. He goes, it's been seven hours. She goes, I popped the popcorn. Coming, honey. He like goes over there. <laughs> that was, those were good. Man, I, I miss him being at Sony. Those are good commercials. Yeah. Um, oh, man. But uh, so we also heard about, um, I mean, Sean, you have a PS4, obviously. You, I do. You're part of the, you're part of the audience. Uh, does the PS4's success surprise you at all going forward since they can't seem to not sell these things? Not really. Um, I, that, that's what did you say? Seventy-eight million. They're looking for. They they're looking for seventy-nine million is their projection by the end of March, twenty eighteen. Their uh, fiscal quarters fall uh, to the same times as Nintendo's. That's why we get the reports back to back. That seems. I don't know. That seems kind of high, doesn't it? Um, well, well, they're six, they're sixty-seven and a half million now. That means they're looking to. Oh man, how many more is that? Look for another twelve million or so this year. Yeah, another twelve million in the next couple of months. But going through Christmas, every Christmas they move a ton. I mean, obviously the Christmas they came out, they sold two million the first month, so mm-hmm. they they can really ship them. Yeah, um, but I mean that's their goal. They're they're looking for it. So if they maybe they just want to get right to the PS3 number in like four years, which is obscene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that means they'd almost get to the point. Yeah, that means they'd be averaging twenty million PS4s a, a year then. Okay. Well. Which is pretty good. I mean, the, the biggest year I think I've ever seen from a home console was the Wii. It's second year, and I because they shipped twenty four million, I believe that year. Something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was because the Wii got the one hundred million in five years, so it, it happened quick. Which I don't know, the PS four will come close. I don't think they'll get there, but they'll come close. Um, but uh, surprising, and now the PS four is becoming very cheap. Uh, we just talked about Black Friday. The PS four is gonna be under two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think there's uh, one terabyte model. Yeah, I think their fancy edition is slightly more expensive than the cheapest Xbox One. It's like one eighty nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So they're right there as well. Really, I mean, at this point, honestly, if you don't have a PS4 or an Xbox One, I, I don't really see a reason not to buy one with how cheap they're getting at this point, especially a PS4. Yeah. If you don't have a PS4 yet, I mean, one you can't go wrong. One ninety for a PS4 with the library it has, it, it's a good pickup. Um, you could argue the Xbox One because the library is kind of small right now compared to the PS4, but. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it, it has a lot of value. A 4K Blu-ray player, 
um, mm -hmm. and a 4K streaming box and everything. You could even make the argument that it's a good entertainment device for the living room if you're not even going to play games on it. Um, yeah. But uh, and then Nintendo, we, we heard, uh, Sean, did you, did you take a look at any of the sales numbers for Nintendo as well? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, we know at this point, um, so far up to their... They really reported their last quarter, 7.63 million, I believe, switches um, had been shipped. Uh, that that goes from uh, March to now, and then, but but they they changed their prediction from 10 million switches in this fiscal year to 14 million. That does not include keep this in mind. Does not include the uh, the switches from March because that falls outside of this fiscal year. That means that their goal by the end of this March coming up to be uh that'd be the last day of march 2018 to be 14 million plus 2.74 so 16.74 million switches what they're looking to have by the end of march 2018 which would uh eclipse the wii u sales by 3 million god dang it'll happen yeah. well what for some reason what gets me is the switch just has such a crazy attach rate and it's blowing up so fast what's really getting me is i'm just curious if mario odyssey and breath of the wild are going to turn into the best selling games of their respective series ah, just because so they're this, yep so it's just their attach rate is insane so this is where things get really interesting uh we also got sales numbers for mario odyssey mm -hmm. uh in mario odyssey's first three days it sold two million copies god dang first three days yes we won't even know and the only reason they said that is because we won't know anything about this until uh january because <laughs> that's i think that's when their next report is due sometime in january so they were like you know what let's uh let's just tell them let's just, we got all the investors here uh you know the little the, the aaron boy runs in with the piece of paper and is like yeah look, look, look you know and they're like all right here we go two million and then i think the investors kind of slumped in their chair and was like my god <laughs> you know, my god <laughs> it's nuts to think one in three people on a planet with a switch the first weekend bought mario odyssey like people dream of those kind of numbers like that's oh man that's just nuts and it turns out in japan they uh 90 sell through rate so they shipped just the right amount to japan the first week uh, which i think they sold like 468,000 or something like that in Japan alone. Um, which means the United States, I have a feeling they sold at least a million copies in the United States. Yeah, um, I think I think that was said somewhere. I'm pretty sure okay. I read that. That the US was over a mil. Um, and then they also talked about the Super Nintendo Classic. They actually had shipped 2 million Super Nintendo Classics. Um, which uh, is good. It, it's much more than the NES. I think that's why a lot of us, it was so easy to find them. By the way, um, on Craigslist near me now, if I look up Super Nintendo Classic, people are selling them for a hundred bucks. <laughs> no one's buying them. Everyone's getting them. So I, that, uh, that's probably going to be my Christmas gift to myself. No joke. Good. You should. You, it's, it's a good system to have. It really is. Um, I really like mine. Uh, and I even have this wireless controller that I, I still need to review <laughs> for it. Um, oh, but that eight bit Tendo one or whatever, uh, no, it's a different one. It's from, um, it's from Nyko. Oh, really? Wow. It's, uh, what is this? The super mini boss dude. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, it feels very read, cheap. Read so. online on how to set it up because the instructions that are included with it, miss a key step. Really? Yeah. Interest. Do you have one, Sean? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad, but yeah, I um, I couldn't. I was like, "What the hell am I doing wrong?" And I looked online, and like all the reviews and stuff, where people were like, "Ah, they messed up. They messed did, up did on Nico, the steps." Did I send you one? 
Uh, yeah, and I don't even know. I've never talked to anyone from Nyko. It just sort of showed up in my PO box, and I was like, okay, I, thanks. I might it. order one then because I I hate chords, a and I love RPGs. I'm buying the SNES Classic just for the RPGs. So having oh, a wireless, that's such, yeah, that's that's so man. Ooh, yeah, count me in. That's my Christmas gift to me. Yeah, it won't bother you then because I don't I don't think it feels as good as a an actual Super Nintendo controller. But if you're just doing RPGs where it's more slow paced, it won't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's only like twenty bucks too, or something like that. Hell yeah! So it's say. um, it's good. I think it, I think it's like yep. I feel like it's Bluetooth. Um, if I had to take a guess, yeah, uh, it's it's twenty bucks. Yeah, so good. It's good if you don't already have um, yeah, if you don't already have one, it's completely worth it, man. You'll you'll see them restocked like crazy. Like if you're in stores in December at any time and you see one, just pick it up. Um, mm-hmm. the Walmart up by me, I'm giving away like three of these things, like I said, and, I, and they keep getting restocked. I see them all the time. So yeah, um. I buy them whenever I go in there uh, just to make sure. I think I have, well, no, I have two right now. I need one more. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, no. You guys are, you guys just got to almost a 250 likes. I told, I told Sean before we started, I said, there's no way we can get to 500 likes. So I don't know why everyone's trying so hard to get there. <laughs> don't make uh, this man a liar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, man, I, I couldn't believe it. Somebody was going in the chat saying we're on trending. I could not believe it. Um, so I have some interesting stuff to talk to you guys about. Uh, two really big topics that really I saw, and I was like, these are really good talking points. The first one is very interesting. Now, Max, you really like the Last of Us 2 trailer, right? Yes, extremely so. I feel like it, it, it hit me because it was just so shocking. Oh, wait, hold on. Here's a question in Super Chat. I want to grab it before it disappears because the chat's moving quick. Um, there we go. In in regards to the switch, should third party developers have all online modes and least desirable modes to be downloaded so they can be uh, used after server? In regards to the switch, third party developers have all online modes and least desirable. Okay, uh, I think they're saying should third party developers have all online modes and least desirable modes to download so they can be used after server? I think they're saying that. Um, so if the server goes down, like because we know. All right, so we look at uh, Ellie Noir for example. This is another thing we're going to talk about later, but we can talk about it now. Uh, we saw L.A. Noir and we saw uh, WWE 2K18, I believe. They're both going to need large downloads even if you buy it physically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you just you need to download something. Uh, like, it's I think L.A. Noir was actually a pretty big size, wasn't it? It was like 14 gigabytes or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird because... Yeah, and then at WWE needs 24 gigabytes, right? Yeah. Just to play the game, even if you already bought it physically, pop it in, it prompts you for download, and you have to download apparently for it to work. So what happens when the servers disappear? Um, Hopefully. That's the the concern. (laughs) Well, that's the concern with all that type of stuff. I mean, what happens if Steam just goes, ah, we're done, and just vanishes? Right, but that that Steam, I'm talking about if you buy a cartridge. Like, you you assume you buy a cartridge, the single-player experience is there, right? That's the whole assumption. Mm -hmm. Um, Well... I mean, that's that's why uh, two there's there's two things there's two things to really consider. Um, a game like La Noir, I'm gonna keep separate for now. Um, let's just talk about the 2K games mm-hmm. that we've got. Um, WWE 2K18 and NBA 2K18. Now, what do those both have in common? They're both essentially yearly sports titles. I know I have never gone back. And wanted to play WWE, or you know, maybe I don't know. Because WWE fair, 2K18 I, I, like, isn't I, I think here comes the pain is a good one, but right. I but I mean, for every here comes the pain, there's like seven mediocre <laughs> games, and from what I've seen, it's it's pretty much mediocre um, from WWE 2K18. But like a basketball game, I you know, the next season I'm playing the next game, so on and so forth. So I don't really 
think it's that big of a deal with games that get yearly things, you know, like sports titles and whatnot. Ellie Noir is interesting though, because the complete edition on the Xbox 360, if I recall, was like 26, 27 gigs complete. And so it's like, well, why? I, I, I don't, like, I understand like Ellie Noir itself, I think was a, the original game was like 13 gigs and then the DLC added a lot of stuff to it and of course the switch version has the dlc you would think there would be some better optimization people in the, people in the chat are saying um they're wondering if la noir on the cartridge will be the full single player game and then the download that's required is the dlc is what they're thinking yeah which which once again if that is the case if you know god forbid rockstar came out and and said that if that's the case then that's that's fine like a game like doom guess what in two years nobody's gonna be playing the multiplayer in that except for like you know 15 20 people probably like the fact that doom is on the single is on the cartridge the single player and then the multiplayer is via the download that's brilliant that's what all these companies yep. need to do there's no excuse for it not to be done because you can do it it's yep. obvious if, if I, doom, I love that example about doom by the way if doom literally literally doom like which is a graphically intense game i don't care that it's scaled down for the switch or whatever it's still a graphically intense game if they're smart enough to say hmm we should do it this way um then yeah you know mm -hmm. Like every every company should do that. It, it just makes sense, you know. One of the online. reasons I like I like the multiplayer being a separate download is because to play the multiplayer in the first place, you have to have the internet. Exactly. You know, so exactly. that makes a ton of sense. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas maybe you buy WWE and you don't have a reliable connection because from I can tell you now from my experience and Evan's experience selling to people in stores of retail locations, um, one of the things we always were asked is, does this need online? Because I run my online services like when I'm watching Netflix server i run it off of a t-mobile hotspot or something like that Jesus Christ. i'm not or, or they they can't update till they go to like the library and they know the librarians yes, I, like i'm not kidding it sounds crazy it is very common i'm surprised i have some friends who are basically like religious nutcases who no joke live in like a compound on the outskirts of like civilization in dallas and they've straight up said that they uh, their Xbox has become unusable because every time they turn it on, it wants to install some sort of patch to the point which is just defunct because their internet is so bad out there. So they're just like, all right, so now we play Switch because if a Switch game needs a patch, we can just kind of leave it on. Whereas like Xbox stuff like 100 gigs, we'll never get there. I will say this, uh, the one person who I've, uh, who I've, I, I've seen on Twitter uh, talk about Doom, and they talked about Skyrim on the Switch. <laughs> I know the biggest, exactly. What you're biggest about. skeptic that everyone <laughs> likes to yell at uh, on Twitter and in the chat, everything. Uh, uh, Shane at Rerez said they actually played really well. Skyrim mm -hmm. played great. Uh, Doom played great on the Switch. He was honestly surprised with how well everything played, and he he seemed to like both. So mm -hmm. I. I you should go. <laughs> be getting Skyrim soon, I think. We'll see. But when I when I get it, I'll let y'all know. Because I oh, obviously cool. my thing is I want to record a bunch of docked footage. I want to like compare it because I'm a huge Skyrim fanboy and I own every version of it. So I actually kind of wanted to be like, all right, let's see how it says an email. I don't know if it ever gets through. Here's a pro tip. If you get that copy of Skyrim, take like 10 minutes, 15 minutes of doc footage, record it, and then just talk over it. I did that with NBA 2K because I was like one of the first people to get it since I was insane and downloaded it from the Japanese eShop. And that video got so many views for me because there was no doc <laughs> footage of it. Yeah, so, that's true. Even now they're only releasing handheld footage. So I'll, I'll take that uh, idea to the bank. So here, here's something interesting though. How the hell is Skyrim only 14 gigs? It's been, um, when it first came out, it was like six gigabytes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. that's the thing is, I think that this is going to be, 
uh, I think it's going to be the lowest resolution textures and stuff, which is nothing bad, but I think that's the only way they'd be able to keep the, the load times not ridiculous. I mean, the textures, the textures weren't ridiculous in the uh, game. Yeah. In I the think it's going to be place. a 720p across the board, probably. They might get 1080p in docked. I don't know. I, they might, it might be one of the situations where they keep it 720p across the board. Like, apparently Doom is 720p in handheld and 720p in dock mode. Yeah. So they might just do that, but apparently it runs well and it loads faster than the other two systems, which is odd. Yeah, uh, and so that's weird. why, either way, man, I, I'm just so curious to, to go around. And so I was reading some article, and they said, so if you wave the Link Amiibos over it, you'll get, like, the Legend of Zelda items. But they also said that they'll be obtainable in-game through a quest or something. And so the idea, now, this article could be, like, some clickbait Nintendo Age thing or something. Not, not call it out Nintendo Age, but <laughs> some Nintendo site clickbait. But the idea of doing a Legend of Zelda-themed quest in Skyrim is just melting my brain, because I'm just such a Skyrim fanboy. That would be so trippy to be like, the worlds are overlapping. You're a Skyrim fanboy as long as it's not in VR, right? <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah, man. That, that was funny, so I did the VR and hated it, and I just wanted to give some honest thoughts. I was like, oh, no one will watch this. It's, nobody cares about VR. And a bunch, of art, uh, a bunch of websites ended up writing an article about, like, first person gets hands-on and hates it. Like, oh, no, and so the VR community was not happy with me. There's a VR community? Oh, yeah, no, oh yeah, wow. It, it's like Sean, six people, Sean. and they know all the forums. <laughs> no, dude, Sean, yeah. you, you didn't see Max's uh, original video? where no, was... Yeah, well, that was PlayStation VR, They all overlap, and that's PSVR specifically still, that's yeah. Skyrim VR. But yeah, the, the people, one time I actually called a, I called a PlayStation Mover controller a Wiimote, and somebody made like a 45-minute video about <laughs> Dreamcast guy lies again about VR. Oh, come on. Like, it was a mistake. Do people really like you, man? I need like I need to I need to get that kind of uh, that kind of love. <laughs> I get a lot of engagement, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, okay, so let's go back to the Last of Us because this was it's it's not even as much about the Last of Us trailer. You liked it though, right, Max? Yes, extremely so. Yes, okay, very good. Uh, Sean, did you see the Last of Us two trailer? I did. You did. Okay, uh, Evan, did you see it? No. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You're a PC person. That's fine. A very little. Um, Evan, Evan's not as into the gaming stuff, I don't think, as we are. Maybe <laughs> not, not the console side of it. If you're just going to keep it on console, it's fine. You can have that. I'm not really that interested. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, you like the PC stuff too. You know, I like the PC stuff. <laughs> uh, did you did you get a hat in time, Evan? No, nah, I didn't really want that one. See, I'm trying to talk PC stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That was your one window. You blew it, Evan. <laughs> now, uh, I had times pretty good, Evan. I think I have an extra copy I can send you. Yeah, I've looked into it. It, well. it, seem, it seems like at core, like a basic platforming puzzly type interesting mm. game, but I, I don't know. I've never really 100% been behind those. Even from the early N64 days, I've just not really cared that much about playing them. I'm not, I don't have that mindset of like, oh, I need to collect all these things. Like, I oh, yeah. And I hear that it's, it's fantastic. So many people have said that it's just like, it's like a fan sequel to Mario 64. And if you love that, it is a 10 out of 10 for you. And if you're not, then it's definitely a, an avoid. Yeah. So, all right, back to Last of Us uh, 2 trailer. Uh, did you guys see the, the massive like backlash to that trailer? Yeah. Um, and I don't want to call the people wrong, but it was a lot stronger than I would have expected. It was one of those things where when I watched the trailer, I was shocked and amazed and really intrigued. I did not foresee all those articles. That did blew the, my the mind. Violence, did the violence catch you off guard? No, no, because it, it made so much sense to me. It really, the reason I think it was really important that they put that much violence in there, because I really felt like it drove home the fact that like, 
as soon as civilization went down, as soon as the cops went away, we were literally lighting cars on fire and making demonic cults out in the forest. Like it was so instant. And I feel like it really drove that home of being like, yeah, the fireflies are bad. Like the government is bad. Everybody in the last of us is just awful. Like if, if the clickers didn't kill us, we were killing each other. And I felt like they did that so well. So here's the people in the chat who don't, don't know what's happening. Um, when the Last of Us Two trailer happened, uh, it was very, it was actually shockingly violent to some because yeah. there was a part in in it where they held a, a person down. I think it was a, a girl down, and they basically broke their arm with a hammer. Good choice of weapon, by the way. Uh, and they, they basically beat her hammer, her her elbow in with a hammer until it basically broke and the bone was popping out like the whole yeah. time, right? And then they jammed yeah. the other side of the hammer into like the the um the uh, girl's head or whatever that was attacking them originally and yeah. it seemed to really catch i think some off guard and the reason i think they it caught them off guard i don't think it had anything to do with the actual violence i think it had to do with the placement of the violence mostly that it was on a, a public stream like that would not be something that would show up on mm -hmm. tv for example mm -hmm. like it would not they would not put that during the super bowl or something right no. um they they wouldn't even put it honestly they wouldn't even put that commercial during the walking dead it sounds weird but they probably wouldn't um, and, uh, the, the thing about that is I think, especially journalists, uh, if you look at gaming journalists who are on IGN, cause I know Max Scoville got a lot of, a lot of hate for it. Uh, yeah. the point they're trying to make is they want games to be taken seriously. And if somebody who has never seen the last of us, uh, and is essentially promised a, a, what is a, um, you know how we see those trailers and they always give us that green screen that says, um, this has been approved for all audiences and everything. And if you want to mm -hmm. see the red band trailer, you go online and it says, this has not been approved for all audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, they do that so that, you know, ahead of time, I'm not going to see someone having their elbow bashed in with a hammer, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it's safe for my kids to watch this. I think that's what they were trying to say. Listen, um, we all want games to be mainstream, want them to be taken more seriously. And, uh, that was kind of a step back, I think is what they were, is the point I think they were trying to make. Whether they're right or wrong, that's that's debatable. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's what they're trying to do. And I also, I think it's it's important, like, while I disagree with those articles, I'm very glad that people are writing them. I think it's really great that we are kind of really addressing this stuff hardcore as art forms. And if art is a little bit farther than you think, it's important to say, hey, well, should it have been this way or should it have been this way? And what's the point of this hyperviolence? Yeah, I, you know what? I, 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 everyone harps on the violence. Uh, Universal One makes a great point here in the chat because I was mm -hmm. talking about this on Twitter too. I think the Detroit trailer, mm -hmm. uh, like they say, uh, could have been seen as more disturbing yeah. than the last of us trailer because that, that actually felt like when I was watching it here on stream, it got mm -hmm. really quiet. And I was like, this is probably very real for some people in the chat well, that are watching this right now. Yeah. So. Well so he got attacked real bad too. Yeah, David Cage was very badly attacked by all, all sides. And and uh, as somebody who did go through that specific kind of child abuse, I actually want to buy Detroit Become Human because of that specifically. I actually think it's really cool that they're kind of telling the story of like sometimes in child abuse situations and you're just a viewer of it, it's hard to know when to step in. So I think it's really smart that they're doing it. It's like, this person is is being treated as like a house plant. She's just, just an android who's cleaning stuff up while this kid is in an increasingly dangerous situation. At what point is it your job to defy your programming and rescue this person? So man, personally, I think it's important and amazing that they're doing that. I hate that people are attacking David Cage for that. Yeah, it got, it got, it got very real. I'm, I'm just surprised many people glossed over that when I think that was a more disturbing element to some people and they just go right for the violence. Now, I think, like I said, I think the problem here is if it wasn't on the stream, maybe they cut away from that part or it doesn't happen altogether. And then there's a red band trailer you can go watch 
during a stream somewhere else or just in general you look it up on youtube i don't think there would have been a problem i think it was just the surprise of violence um when someone could have been watching that with their kids or something i think is the idea here mm -hmm. um because like i said you wouldn't see that on tv uh, i i i don't know i you know i it, it's tough because we're still in this we're still in this weird place where internet streaming isn't like tv yet but everyone wants it to be kind of you know it, it's it's very weird what, what was your take on it sean what do you what are you thinking there man I mean, I was a bit, you know, disturbed with the Last of Us 2 trailer because it didn't show any actual gameplay. It just showed me all these pre-rendered cutscenes, and I was like, hey, I want to see actual game stuff. Not, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the, the violence doesn't, I, I, violence doesn't bother me. I love violent movies. You know, I, the 80s were a bastion. I mean, RoboCop, which everyone is, you know, so, oh, you know, RoboCop, it's a classic game. Watch when when he gets killed. Like, that's, that's freaking Oh, no, disgusting. the movie, yeah, but then they brought it back, and it's PG-13 when they bring it back. Right, I mean, exactly. So I grew up, you know, in an era of violence yeah. and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, so, yeah. it, you know, it's you, you, can't, you can't really shock me um, too much. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I'm not the biggest Last of Us fan, um, so Detroit seems a little more interesting to me, even though... I'm not really a huge fan of that type of game either, but I think I will enjoy that game. Um, what, do you th what do you think about the the, the opinion that it shouldn't be uh, in that kind of setting? Like it should be uh, in a more mature setting where they say, look, this is going to be an R-rated trailer, you know, put the kids away or whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, they could have very easily and probably to some degree should have given yeah. some sort of, you know, forewarning. Like it's not that hard to say, you know, the following content is extremely violent. Viewer discretion is advised. Like, that takes all of two seconds. And if anything, I think that helps, you know, build up the intensity for what you're about to see because now you're like, oh, shit, there's violent stuff. So I'll, I'll give you a great example of how they used to handle this before they took everything off TV. Uh, G4, I, I love the network. I've made that very uh, apparent here. I used to watch it all the time. They had something called Cinematech. Um, and anyone who's watched G4 probably knows what I'm talking about. All Cinematech would be was cutscenes of games. I'm talking like, we're talking PS2 games. I remember I used to watch, I watched the first level in Maximo get played like 20 times. Oh yeah, um, same here. <laughs> yeah, but then they would show stuff from like Animusha. They'd show uh, uh, all kinds of stuff on there. I think Shenmue was on there at one point because Dreamcast was still kind of relevant at the time. Mm -hmm. But then they had Cinematech after dark and it would only play after 11 p.m. Eastern time, like my time. Um, and that would be where the violent games were. Um, I guess the, the M rated, you know, uh, scantily clad girls, uh, games would be on there and that's how they treat it. They would say, look, there is this obvious time where we're going to shift over to cinema tech after dark. And it still wasn't like, you know, TV MA or anything, but it was like TV 14 and they treated it more like it was a, a like a mature rated game that was being shown. So I, it just seems odd because at one point we're watching Guacamelee 2 and then half an hour yeah. later we're watching someone get their elbow bashed in. Well, it, it's sort of, uh, y'all talking about like just a small warning. I never even thought of that, but that is such a smart move. Like it just seems so obvious. Like it sort of reminds me, I grew up it's deeply and madly in love with Resident Evil, and every Resident Evil game in the '90s started with the thing that said this game can contains scenes of extreme violence and gore, and it was a one-second screen of like a bloody cop car with those words on it, just to let you know, like, okay, you haven't seen a game like this. Like, if you were ready for that, now you're ready for that. I feel like if I had just turned on like a Resident Evil game right at the gate and somebody was getting their head blown off and stuff, I kind of would have been like, whoa, okay, well, I guess we're stomping on the gas pedal. I wasn't quite uh, expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, yeah it was dude, it was it was so odd um what do you what do you think evan where are you uh, on I this mean, whole thing cens censorship in this kind of 
avenue has always been talked about like what they need to do to preface things for people uh, even the call of duty scene where you get to play a guy shooting up an airport you could even yeah, skip that no all together no Russian. yeah, yeah they, they asked you if you wanted to skip it if it was like a serious thing but i don't know if it was done in a streaming situation it is separate and we do want that to eventually i guess be like the next television but for it to be the next television it's gonna have a system sitting on top of it going you can't do this you can't do this you can't do this that's really when it makes that shift so they probably should have said something at least mm-hmm. i think that's i just think that's the whole point i think the trailer was fine i think it was a good trailer but i i guess that's just what got people confused and mad and uh just it, it seemed just the setting i think everyone was fine with the trailer itself just not <laughs> what it was like shown i guess um did you guys see anything else about paris week did any of you guys watch the stream at all I, yeah, I watched, this, watched the stream live. I was supposed to be editing, and instead I sat there like this, eating my popcorn. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the one thing, the one opinion I have is probably a little bit controversial is, man, I'm I'm really underwhelmed by that Shadow of the Colossus remake. Mm. Like, it's a complete reskin, and I love that game so much, but it's so weird to just see them doing, like, a beat-for-beat beat remake. It looks like to be the same game. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's cool if you did Because I think there are kids that have missed that game, and it's yeah. a great game. If you missed it, go buy it. It's, it's obvious day one buy. But if you're like me, Evan, you, Sean probably, who have played it. Yeah. yeah. I played that Why, game in the know? dirt. All the, yeah, uh, all the time trials. I even... Did all I found all the weird buggy ways to cheat? Like, uh, did you know on the flying sand dragon you could let go uh, when you're holding on them and you'd actually fly back to the second point and yeah. you could go down? Yeah, like just yeah. getting all those things done. So uh, that that was uh, yeah. I, I I guess my favorite game out of the whole thing was was Spider Man. I, I can't wait till that game comes out. Spider Man, uh, yeah, and I and I man, drag uh, uh, Monster Hunter World. Every time I see mm. that trailer, it's one of those games. I'm not a Monster Hunter fan, but every time they get that out, for some reason, it just it gets its hooks in me. I'm really on the, the in the. By the way, uh, I don't know if they announced this publicly, but I'm on the Capcom press email list. They told me that uh, everybody will be in, able to install a special demo of it on March, uh, December 9th. So if you're on Ooh. the about Monster Hunter World, install it. PlayStation Plus, December 9th. I will be playing that. Very cool. Very cool. Um. Oh, Evan, did you you didn't see that you haven't been following the fi- Spider-Man game at all, have you? Only a little bit. I mean, it looked yeah. kind of basic. So, um, did, you, did you see the new trailer that came out? Uh, not yet. Been too busy planning for the convention I've been going to today. So, well, they showed um they showed more of the story. They showed Peter Parker, but then they also showed uh Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. So it's just it well. story elements, because I mean gameplay elements for me. That's they what showed a lot the of the story. Games. They showed a lot of story in the past. Okay, side. they're trying to tell an original story. It looks mm-hmm. like. Um, so I don't know if you if you know more of the backstory about that with Miles Morales and Peter Parker. <sighs> if it's going to be an original story, I know they meet at one point because mm-hmm. one of their universes is dying or whatever, so they go to another universe. But I mean, that's when it gets so convoluted that that's what people hate about comics is yeah. how they all start to connect like that. That's why DC Comics and everyone are talking about doing evergreen stories, the single one-off storylines like White Knight, which is happening now. I was going like, to ask you if you think it's going to come become too complicated. Once I saw Miles Morales there, I was like, well, wait a minute. It, really, it depends. Get really complicated? Most, most likely all they're going to do is have some kind of overview file you can check to be like, who the hell is Miles Morales if you don't know? And then you just go into the menu and it gives you like that two paragraph synopsis. Yeah. They could because uh, the villain is Mr. Negative. Uh, and Mr. Negative, since he is a weird negative space villain who messes with reality, they could just pull like the Sonic Generations thing of being like, oh no, I made a hole in time. Now there's two Spider-Mans. But I don't know. I, I'm interested. I'm very intrigued. 
Yeah, I, I like that they're going to try to tell an original story. I think that could be really interesting. Uh, most because you, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, okay, so this is a this is a fun topic, and I know I, I'm sure Sean will have fun with this one. Um, <laughs> EA uh, talked about a lot of stuff recently, and one of the things, and I saw I saw you sound off on this right away, Sean. Um, uh, they are not sold on the Switch at all, even a little bit. <laughs> even a little bit. They said. Wow. They said that they said they're going to wait until the first year of the Switch's uh, uh, sales to really react and evaluate what they're going to do here. Um, and uh, I saw you make a good point, Max, um, on Twitter, which we can get to. But uh, they are going to kind of play the wait and see game right now. They're going to kind of hang back and say, "Okay, let's let's see what the Switch is going to do in its first year." Um, maybe waiting for it to outsell the Wii U in, in one shot. I don't know. It just seems odd that they're not like, yeah, let's 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 do this. Let's get on the the Switch bandwagon and go. Um, Sean, what do you what are you thinking there, man? I, I just think it's it's. I mean, you know, it's EA and Capcom right now. They're they're the two companies that are like, Ooh, we're not sure. Capcom's not worried about that, man. I don't get Capcom at all. And everyone, yeah. yeah, and like Capcom in Japan, you know, they're a little different with the with the Monster Hunter Double Cross. Well, did you see Capcom's excuse for why they have not been on the Switch at all? They, uh, uh, they oh, oh, this is funny. <laughs> they said yeah, they said there's there's no time to make games in the first year, and then here's Bethesda with <laughs> making making games for the system, no problem. It's just <laughs> Chad is killing me with that super chat. EA, we've tried nothing and we're out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. It's just well, I mean doing it and then saying what you're doing are, are two different things. You know, I think if EA just laid low and then came out with stuff in, in 2018, that's okay. Um, by going out there and saying, Oh, we're not really sold on it yet. You know, we're going to wait yeah. a little bit. Like you're just pissing off potential customers. Like, like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm going to rush out and get that new EA. I don't, game. I don't like, think, I don't think FIFA sold as well as they would have liked it to, but it's weird to, to, to bank everything on FIFA when you have other things like like I I think Madden would have sold better than FIFA. It would have in in the, the United States honest, and, yeah. and worldwide. Madden would have sold better. Yeah, um, and it's weird they leave that one out. You know, it's a football game. They would have made a lot of money in the United States for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even and you know NHL probably would have sold better too. Yeah, that that's like, that's tough. Uh, um, yeah. Like they said, you know, soccer is the world's you know biggest sport mm-hmm. or whatnot but, um, but those people are already sold on the ps4 version exactly yeah. like i i think i think a portable a portable that's the appeal of nba 2k 18 which we don't know how well that's selling but um we'll know well uh, i think i think we'll know next month yeah um you know that's the appeal of nba 2k 18 is the ability to take a console sports game with you on the go and i think madden would have would have done great on the switch to be honest with you but but I mean, when it comes down to it, I, I mean, EA themselves, um, it pretty much goes into to Max's reply to me on that um, is how EA likes, you know, microtransactions and, you know, loot boxes and crap like that. And Nintendo's yeah. online infrastructure isn't really set up for that. And I mean, he's right. Like, you know, um, that's what a lot of EA games are sort of based on nowadays. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, you know if... If EA just did like their sports games, you know, Madden and FIFA, I think Switch owners would be fine with that. I don't I don't think there would be a big disconnect, a big, you know, uh, lash out about not getting games because I don't know. I just I just don't foresee a good working relationship with the two companies. 
Yeah, well, the pr I want to say problem, and I'm using problem because it doesn't service them, is the Nintendo Switch, in my opinion, is very much a console that's based on one-time buy games. Like, you buy that one game, you play it, you give your, your full price money to that company, and that's pretty much it. There's not really any DLC, as far as I've seen. There's no real DLC or anything yet on the Switch. And Electronic Arts, like one of their major executives who quit recently, said that they made hundreds of millions of dollars... Uh, on just like a couple thousand players of Mass Effect Andromeda. And they're like, yeah, that's all we care about. We just try and build systems that get a $60 buyer to become a $1,000 buyer. And you Active can't monthly really, users, yeah. Yeah, you can't really do that with the Switch yet. It's a lot harder to get somebody like that invested in an online game on that game console right now. Dr. Garza dropping a dollar in the super chat. Thanks. No message, but thanks. <laughs> um, not, you know, Max, I think your reply was pretty good right away when you, when you pretty much pointed out, well, there's no real, no real easy way right now because Nintendo hasn't told us about the online service. And mm -hmm. I honestly think that's something EA is waiting for. They're waiting to see what's this online service that Nintendo is going to be charging people $20 a year. Is it going to be this, this, you know, all encompassing thing where you have an account that covers everything yeah because ea um, thrives on that because multiplayer experiences are the way you make a game seem more advanced and random than it really actually is because you're playing against people rather than ai at that point you don't know what yeah. they're going to do so so they're the ea once they've, they've made it very clear with their closer of close of visceral and everything i know there's a lot of people who are like well there are other things yeah but i do think they they want games as a service complete from now and that's all they yeah. want well, I mean, um, st stuff like EA Access, I've heard rumors that EA Access makes them a lot more money than they're talking about publicly, and that only exists right now on PC and Xbox One. And even with that smaller install base, it's still making them millions and millions of dollars. So I think they're probably in private talks right now being like, okay, you're going to have Nintendo Online. Will you be open to the idea of letting people play games early and having a more online-focused service for just our games? So Keep in mind, there's also fun. a lot of times where the Switch just isn't connected to the internet. And I think yep, EA yep. wants every system to connect to the internet as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. EA are the people who, who want to put ads on your ads. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the case there. Um, but, Max, you did say you were interested in Monster Hunter, right? Yes, very much so. Which is strange because I'm not really I'm not really a monster hunter like guy, but that one uh, it's well, got me. Well, let me ask you. Oh, actually, uh, Sean, did, are you interested in Monster Hunter World at all? Uh, so so. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, Evan, you can actually participate in this because it's a PC game. <laughs> um, what do you What are you thinking about uh, about that man, Monster Hunter World? It looks PC? interesting with the direction they're going, the way they're yeah. advancing it. It's I always. I never really liked a lot of the Japanese-centric RPGs with how kind of janky they feel, like when you're just kind of swinging at things, you're watching someone have that weird, like, I'm getting hit animation. Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. Well, but this one looks like it's taking it to the more interesting and impressive method. Mm -hmm. gotcha. It, gotcha. it almost seems more serious and more physics-based. Like, I've always liked Monster Hunter, and I've played a couple of them, but it's always, the thing that's been a turnoff for me is building these giant weapons sometimes that are like 10 times bigger than my character. Like something about it gets so surreal and I'm kind of like, okay, cool. So I'm just Superman with a sword. That's kind of boring yeah. to me. So that I, I, that I can get around as long as the nuance is there that the world feels like it's actually yeah. a thing. Yeah. Well, this one, this one looks so freaking alive. Like, holy crap. Well, let me, like, let me, let me tell you, and stuff, man. Well, check this out. This was pretty funny. There was an interview with uh, Game, uh, GameSpot and they were talking to the development team um, and the producer, and they asked them what their thoughts were on loot boxes. Now, what what are your uh, what are your thoughts on having loot boxes or or supply drops or loot crates in Monster Hunter World? 
And their response was pretty pretty straightforward. It was, well, we want people to play our game. We don't want them to pay to, to skip it. So no, there will be no loot boxes in this game. <laughs> it, um, it's weird, too, because if you consider the loot box type games, this is one of those games where yes, it would work. It's so easy to put it in there. Yeah. But they, they could even do it to a degree where it's sort of like the free-to-play uh, economy moving into pay-to-play games where you have the pay-to-win and then the pay-to-just-have some fun. So they could have just made it where it's like, you can color your armor differently if you pay. And you don't have to care about that. Or but, they could be like, you get this god-tier weapon if you pay. And then but it's with how full. grindy that game is, easily, right? They could have yeah. been like, give us some money. You don't have to go out and grind here. We'll just give you a, yeah. a box. That yeah, buy, buy the loot box from this zone and we'll give you a handful of mats. The, the Monster Hunter community is so die-hard, they literally could have made cosmetic-only stuff that was really small, like... Yeah, you pay us $2 and you have a special in-game pet that's a tiny special monster that follows you around, looks cute, does nothing, and they'd still make a million dollars. So with I really actually, I, I respect Capcom stepping back and be like, no, keep your keep your money. Yeah, even with its online function, it could just be buying emotes and like yeah. stuff yeah. along those lines. Did you um did you see that? Did you hear that, Sean? The answer that uh the Monster Hunter World developers and producers gave when asked about loot boxes? I did. That was good. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. I thought that was great because that would be so easy to add that in. That's the one thing I'll give to Capcom. Um, them credit for because I beat down on them pretty bad recently because I think they're mismanaged horribly. Yeah. Um, they they will not at least so far will not jump headfirst into the uh, into the loot box craze. So I have to give them some credit there. Despite them porting every single thing three times, at least they're not putting loot crates in. Them. I mean that yeah that does seem great from our perspective of being like fight the good fight Capcom, but at the same time they are kind of behind yeah. the times with all other major yeah. companies so it's yeah. kind of in they're, the same thing i i feel like what capcom needs to do like if i could pick one thing it's that i feel like they need to expand their dlc teams because i noticed stuff like i'm a huge resident evil uh seven i thought that was awesome i gave it an 8.5 and i reviewed it and i've been excited for the dlc mm-hmm. and we're coming up on december and the original piece that was supposed to be out at the beginning of spring is finally coming out the not the not a hero pack yeah, it's like, how the hell are you nine <laughs> months behind schedule? What the heck? It's going to be free, though, right? Like, it's going to be free. To it, it's going to be free, but it's it's always weird when there's, I, I don't know. I feel like they, uh, may, I think it is just a mismanagement thing. Like, they somebody up at the top doesn't know how to delegate. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Capcom, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good at not being good. <laughs> They, they sit back and go, well, here's this one game. See you in a couple of years. It's like, oh, but actually this needs a patch. Bye. See you in a few years. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, this was from Dr. Garza, 1000. Motion control golf game with a question mark. Mario Golf or PGA 1? I assume that's for the Switch because it work with the Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do Mario Golf, although I like Mario Golf when it's just button presses. If anything, yeah. believe it or not, um, when PGA Tour or whatever it was back today, I had Tiger Woods for a while, and then I think it changed at one point, um, and then went back Tiger Woods. Uh, those actually sold really well back in the day in the in the stores that we would um, that we would work at. People would buy Wii's just for that. So yeah, you could probably do something. What are they doing now, Rory McIlroy? Because they can't put Tiger Woods on the front anymore. <laughs> his whole thing, <laughs> Tiger. Uh, I'd be my wife Woods. Yeah, they can't do that anymore. So I think it was like Rory McIlroy or something. Yeah. Um, sure. Why not? They they could make a game like that. There are people who like that stuff. You don't have to always make one type of game. Yeah, why not? I I'm not the biggest fan of motion controls, but I'd be all right with something uh, motion control ish for uh, Switch and uh, Mario Mario Golf. I feel like they'd they'd find a creative way to do it where I could do it with one joy like turn a Joy-Con sideways and I like punch the ball. I'm sure they'd do it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah. Why not? Why not? Hey, who's who is that? Jordan. Jordan. 
Robotum, he's trying to rally the people for 500 likes. I, I don't think I don't think it's possible. It's never happen. We're at 395 we, right now. I just don't think it's possible, man. We no. gave up hope. 100 more likes. That's not going to happen. No, not at all. Come on, guy. Come on. Come on. Well, we have uh, roughly 20-ish minutes left. Evan, do we have any questions or anything? We have a couple. I mean, we've already been talking about loot boxes. Uh, <laughs> that is like the hottest topic now in games. Well, yes. it's because it's it's expanding so fast. Like, man, uh, I'm sure you all saw Activision had an official conference call where they said that they made a billion oh, dollars yeah, yeah, in the last year. A billion dollars. Isn't that insane? A billion dollars. God. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just basic. We got a chunk of questions about that oh, if in the future. Uh, one from Sean Ryan. Did you guys like ARMS? Okay, so uh, the one thing that when I saw arms in their um quarterly reports for nintendo not many people bought it after the initial sales um yeah. I think only like yeah. another hundred thousand people bought it um i was okay with arms but i didn't yeah. it didn't grab me like yeah. i i'm not i'm not going back to play it anymore because mario odyssey came out and i know i said it already but i just did the quality with mario odyssey i just i don't know i'm not like jumping out of my seat to go play arms again maybe other people are i'm just i'm not i i, I played it uh gosh 25 hours when i originally reviewed it and then the only time I ever played it is I was at a party once and somebody had arms set up of all games who were drunkenly playing <laughs> arms against each other. Okay, so, that uh, actually sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were having a blast. So I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I never touched it again. What about what about uh what about you, Sean? Uh, I didn't like arms. I never bought it. There you go. It's <laughs> it's weird that weird because uh, from I mean it reviewed very well, which surprised me. I gave it a seven point five and I reviewed it. It was like, all right, it's fine. It's fine. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a uh, there's a Xenoblade um Xenoblade two, uh, direct yeah, direct November seventh. Yeah. That I mean that's gonna be cool. I just don't know what else they need to tell us. I feel like we've seen a lot of the game already, right? Yeah. Well, what's weird is there's a specific demo that they've been letting people play, but they haven't shown. So I think maybe they're just gonna finally show that to people. And apparently, it it's really really in depth about uh the combo system of how like you say like you beat people up and you're using magic and stuff and then like you'll get like level one special level two special level three which they call it something different but it sounds like special and you slowly basically line up all your special attacks and stuff so since we haven't really seen that i think they're going to finally be like hello this is a super nuclear attack like, yeah. <laughs> um i don't i mean when they did that arms direct i wasn't expecting much going in and then they completely changed my vision or my perception of the game. So yeah. who knows? You never, you never, you never really could do. Sean, is that even, is that your type of game, Xenoblade? Or are you more on? No, yeah, I like, I, I'm definitely getting that game. I don't know when the hell I'm going to have yeah. time to play it, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm definitely getting it. Yeah, yeah, man, dude, I am, the original Xenoblade is so crazy, man. Yeah, it's going to be, I, it's gonna I, be I interesting. Like both of them, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, they're so dramatically different. I feel like I love them for completely different reasons. Like the second one, my only problem with it is the fact that you had to play like seventy hours to get a mech, and then it totally changes the game, which was great. But it was also weird to be like, man, it's just, man, so crazy. So uh, what else? What else do we have, Evan? So yeah, if in the future all games go loot boxes, do we just quit gaming altogether? I mean, I'm I'm definitely not on that vein. I just would avoid the games where the loot boxes are sort of pay to win. And Here's ask. the problem, though. It's it's not going to matter. EA is going to sell crazy amounts of Star Wars, even though most of us consider it pay to win at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's going to sell because Star Wars is printed on it. Yeah, but I'd still, I would avoid that game. I mean, it can sell all at once. But if I'm, I'll, I don't mind playing at this point Destiny 2 because the mods that come with the pay boxes, I'm swimming in mods. I haven't really even done that. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see the point. But, 
I guess that's completely fine. And it is a future where I mean, we keep talking about how games really haven't gone up in prices yet. They've yet production and everything's gone way up for them in yeah. hopes that maybe the people buying it'll match that. And it never really happens. But if you want these games to keep going, if you want to see more expansion and DLC to it, the only model that really worked for it in the past was the world of Warcraft model where you had mm-hmm. to pay X amount of dollars a month, which is basically just a loot box. So like, yeah, that's well, that's where what you get the, ex- the, the, ex- I feel like there's that thunderclap that's happened and nobody's heard the thunder yet, but the thunderclap is the fact that studios are closing at a record rate. We're nice. at the point now where like really big, really successful looking studios can no longer afford to keep their doors open because it's just so expensive to make that next game where it's like, okay, we made 500 million on this, but the next project is going to cost 600 million or we can just close down and take this profit and try and re- reinvest it somewhere else. And that keeps happening. So I think games are going to have to get more expensive or loot crates are just going to become a hell of a lot more invasive. Jib Jab asks, thoughts on Mother 3 release on the Switch? I think it would make too much money, so no. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to see it happen. I I think it would sell a crazy amount of copies, Um, especially if that that game was physical. They could charge a full 60 if it was like the sweet looking, you know, package and everything with like an art book and all this stuff. I would buy Mm -hmm. it. Uh, But if it was digital for 20 bucks, yeah, I'd buy that right away. Um, I just, I don't know what is holding them up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and then there's another one. That one's for you, Sean. 500 likes and Sean takes his shirt off. Not really. <laughs> uh, squid vicious, man. That guy, uh, I see you on Twitter a lot. You're awesome. Squid. Uh, that's funny. Um, uh, are you guys, oh, that was a good question there. Is anyone going black Friday shopping? Hell no. Yeah. I, I, I promised my friends I'd go. So, uh, I'm probably going to hit a couple places. I'm, I'm not sure I'll get a TV, but um, KTV? <laughs> I'll probably end up standing outside somewhere and uh, buying something. I, I don't know. I kind of like to I kind of like to stand outside like a Target and get a couple games and a couple movies. I'll go to Walmart, I, and uh, they, they, they put their stickers on each game. And I remember one year, I actually bought games for the store. Uh, and uh, because you can go there, and then, like, you know, a week later, the games go back up in price. And that was an easy way to get quick stock but i was buying games for like 10 15 bucks at walmart and they were brand new like good games remember when the witcher 3 first came out yeah it was like 25 bucks at walmart <laughs> so um i might do that i might just go get some games to the backlog or something i don't know yeah and was, that's, no, nothing on the switch is on sale though yeah not not shocking i don't know i, I i'll probably buy uh, i'm sure they'll have a copy of mass effect andromeda for three dollars and fifty cents so i may buy four or five of those as a joke <laughs> oh man Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, I, I'll go look. Um, I'm just hoping for some decent deals. I, I, I keep saying I'm going to get a 4K TV. I don't know. I mean, I think I'd rather have like a 1440p monitor or 4K monitor or something instead. Another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll see. Evan, what else do we have in the... Um, oh, no. Yeah, 500, 504 likes, people. Come on. Jesus. <laughs> Making me look like a liar here. <laughs> such a liar, hell? John. Oh. Uh, 504 likes. Are, are, are we taking our shirts off? Is that what's happening now? <laughs> I mean, if I have to, I, I <laughs> Oh, man. That's that's rough. 500 likes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what... Is that what we got last? I thought it was... I thought we almost hit 600. Was it? I can't remember. I just remember people were in the chat like, hey, I saw this on trending. What's going on in here? And then we're ah. just all sitting here talking on, on stream. Um, now people are like organizing now. They're like organizing to get like 600. We always get oh, it at man. the end, though. Like, we're in question time. So, we're going to hit trending and be like, goodbye, everybody. Yeah, th- thanks for watching. 
Let me see. I think um, I think six hundred is possible. These people are like, yeah, they're like organizing right now. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's good stuff. Um, last time it was, it was, yeah, last time it was just below six hundred likes. Yep, we we're almost there. Uh, leave, yeah. leave this short time. What uh, <laughs> what uh, what um, what else do we have, Evan? Oh, <laughs> uh, do you think it'll? Do you think uh, loot boxes will replace DLC? I don't think the DLC will exist, but loot boxes will be the padding between it. Yeah, well, I, I've seen some people say that we'll get to a point where all DLC will be free and loot boxes will be in there. Like, DLC will be smaller, like uh, like what Halo 5 did, where all the all the map packs came out pretty spaced out and they weren't giants, but they got completely paid for by loot boxes. Yeah, the business model might actually change to more of like a Kickstarter, but from within the company means where there's like a hidden progress bar and once yeah. the loot boxes get to a point, they're like, yeah, let's add a map pack. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I like that, but I also, man, some, I, I don't know. I fear the day because obviously Final Fantasy is my deepest love. And I fear the day of when we get like a Final Fantasy with, with loot boxes and with how much dude. loot boxes make. I see the idea of like Final Fantasy 16 because they've already talked about the idea of doing Final Fantasy 16 more as a games as service. There's already a quote where the guy was like, yeah, we like to make a Final Fantasy 15 and it's fun, but we've actually feel like we've done more by being able to patch it and update it over time. So we think uh, future Final Fantasies may be much more like our mobile, our uh, Final Fantasy Mobio Exeus, like their cell phone game, like where they come out with a Final Fantasy 16 and it just keeps getting patches and changing and you keep paying to play it, which I would hate. Oh, I just found a great stream to go take over after we finish. Hold hold on to that thought for now, then. <laughs> no, I found one. It's it's so funny. This is gonna be great. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> How many Switch games are you guys getting this month? If not uh, all, which ones? Oh, dude, that's gonna. Oh my gosh! How many Switch games am I buying? This I, yeah, you, you, think about your wallet in this uh, moment. Gosh. I'm only gonna get. I mean, Skyrim's the only like must for me, uh, because I'm just such a big Skyrim. Nothing else is jumping to mind except obviously. Uh, when we get to uh, uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade is going to be a huge chunk of my time. Yeah, that's the thing, though, because if I buy too many games, how am I going to play it before? Because when Xenoblade comes out, it's going to be like what Mario Odyssey is for me now, where I'm just playing that all the time. But I yeah. know I'm getting Skyrim. I know I'm getting L.A. Noir. I know I'm getting Rocket League. Uh, I know I'm getting Sonic Forces. Uh, and I know there were some indie games that got announced, too, that I was looking at as, as well. Um, oh, Cat Quest is coming out. Yeah, that comes out on the tenth. Yeah, like you, you see, this is this is happening. It's getting out of control, man. Our um, lives are, are horrible. Uh, They're flooded with amazing list. games. Because I know I was looking at them. I'm like, I'm not even gonna remember all these. They're just gonna pop up on the eShop. I'm just gonna be like, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess this is happening. Um, here we go. Five. I'm I'm, I'm at five in my head. I've already I've already oh, paid yeah. off Doom and Sonic, Skyrim. I'm gonna end up buying because I'll, I'll want to play it. Um, yeah. Uh, the uh, Rocket League. Holy hell, oh, Bat Batman, Batman Telltale series is in there too. <laughs> yeah, I hate Telltale. And, um, rhyme. Uh, what about Rhyme? Rhyme is a maybe because uh, I haven't played it yet. It, um, it rhymes one of those games where as long as you don't look into it, you don't have to grab it day one. It's just a really good story. Eventually, get it. So if you're gonna save your wallet, go ahead. But like, definitely pick it up at some point. And then, yeah. Uh, that's probably what I'll end up doing. And then, um, uh, later on that month, Gear Gear Club's out, unlimited. Fuck! I thought that was December twenty uh, November twenty first. Uh, that's yep. Resident Evil money. Also, MXGP three. You like motocross? Yeah, I kind of do. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> 
kind of do. I kind of do. It's one of those things, you know. Then there's, uh, of course, Revelations coming out later on. Siberian 2. And- I'm buying Revelations for sure because I, I never played Revelations 2, and I love the raid mode in that game. So it'll be yeah, nice to play with sure. new people. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, that, that raid mode is legit, man. I, I It was one of those games that I... I didn't even think about the raid mode for the longest time. My friend came over once like, we need to play a co-op shooter. Uh, I think Resident Evil can do that. And then we yeah. played it all night. That, I'm going to get that on the Switch. Well, I like the idea of being able to reload with the IR sensor, but man, it looked so bad in that stream they were trying to pull. Remember that with Capcom? Where they were, uh, where they were, um, they were showing off at night, and they were trying. They were having such a hard time on stage. They were like, uh, where basically you hold the Joy Cons, and then mm-hmm. you, uh, you basically hit the bottom of it like that to reload it. Yeah, um, no boy. No, I, I, if the, if there is a button, I'll press the button. I was looking online, and I just saw Gear Club's release date pop up. I, I don't know if it got moved or not, but I can double check release just to make sure I'm right. If not. Well, it's, look at Game GameStop would have it because I think they're there. I see, I see everyone saying December first, and I saw on GameFAQs that it was like November something. So I'm gonna go with December first. Although that's a bad day to release. I don't know why no, they want to release. I that think day. they're all wrong because GameStop is doing the physical release. It's only available at GameStop, and it says 11:21 on their website. Yeah, that's what I saw on GameFAQs. So maybe it is November 21st then. Shit. Maybe it I is. Low, I low key want it. But then I see on but then I see on Nintendo.com that's a December first. I wonder if they pushed up because Xenoblade's coming out that day. Maybe. I mean it it's it's the one racer that's simulation on the Switch. That's why that's why I want it. So it looks kind of like Need for Speed mixed with Forza, I guess, because it doesn't look as serious as Forza, but it doesn't look as arcadey as Need for Speed. Um it definitely looks like a massive upgrade over the cell phone version. Yes. Um and it has four player same screen. Um, racing which is something that they've gotten rid of in a lot of racing games recently have you noticed that where they get rid of all like same screen like gameplay like you can't race against each other in most games now yeah yeah very well, odd did that well i think it's just because racing games have become the thing where you crank out the graphics to most they're how you display the how powerful your graphics engine is and if you try and do that co-op it just plummets mm. yeah I guess. I don't know. I, I miss those days. Cause I remember when I used to play Need for Speed Underground 2 a lot, we would yeah. do that. We would like race against each other all the time. And it was awesome. I had a thing um, where I had a, Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Sorry. There was uh, a funny say, super chat. I was going to say, uh, so I used to the thing where if we made all straight A's on, on a, on a test, we were allowed to bring a game console for one hour on Fridays. And so we used to bring Need for Speed Underground 2 and have drifting competitions. So we're literally in classroom on a projector, just be like, I'm going to drift you. You said, I remember or, I used to like the drag, drag racing in that one. Yeah, too. Yeah, that was fun. Everyone, like how it always popped up. Perfect shift. Perfect. Yep. shift. That was great. Uh, oh, this is um KMJ Superfly one. Cuphead physical version is a fail. Thoughts? Did you guys see that about the Cuphead oh, physical version? No, what? Okay, so throw up. check this out. They're releasing Cuphead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, inside the box is a code, and that's it. There's no disc, so it's a box on a shelf that has a code in it. And I think they did that just to make it in time for the holiday season. Yeah, and that doesn't shock me. I mean, obviously, Sonic Mania did that, and uh, a bunch of when you buy uh, uh, uh Minecraft on the PS Vita does the same thing. You get this fancy box, you open it up, and it's just a piece of paper. Like, cool. So here's the interesting thing. Um, I saw on Twitter the the Makers uh, Studio MDHR, I think. Um, they said that uh, someone basically complained to him was like, "What? What is this?" You know? uh, they said, "Don't worry, we have a good physical copy coming eventually." So what the hell is that? Don't I? I think Microsoft 
because you know Microsoft, they they want this on the shelf next to the Xbox One X. And yeah, yeah. They probably it probably the regular one wasn't ready, and they were like, let's push this out. According to Studio MDH, MDHR, there's probably going to be a more expensive version that has a bunch of cool stuff with it. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Which which I'm totally on board for. Those guys worked on it so long, they deserve all the money. Here's a good Robert Erickson asks, "What is the worst game you own on the Switch?" Troll and I. Vaccine. Um, what is that game Whoa! that I? Oh, I just Sean, don't, this I, got real with Sean for a minute there. <laughs> because I don't own a lot of Switch games. That's the um, only one that I consider like meh. Like I, I, I almost I'll all my, I think all my all my games on Switch are digital because uh, they're just review codes. Uh, and you know, I, you, know, it, you know, since I'm always playing like Mario and Zelda, it's hard to be like in this one. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. Switch game. I, I I made a video about it, and I can't remember the the name because I forgot it on purpose. Since it's a uh, Skyride. That's the worst game. No, 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 no. Skyride, dude. Go look at Skyride. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's worse it's bad. than Room, dude. It's most, bad. Most like bad. It's bad. Like like Skyride looks like it could be an asset flip. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's bad. I made a whole video on it. It's not good. Um, it's more expensive than it should be, I think, too. But it's it's not a good game at all. Um, what did, what did we end at last time, Evan? Like five five. 70 something it was right below 600 just looked at that number i know dude i just glance over at it occasionally like I'm, yeah i know it was insanely close i just can't remember how close 565 likes 600 might be possible I, you know what? i believe in our audience um the, we get to 600 i'll take off my shirt and i'll show you the crazy scar where i got stabbed back in 2009 Got stabbed in 2009 yeah so it's i it looks like uh it looks fucked up i have like a giant it looks like a giant silver line across my chest it looks like Really? I don't know, it looks, yeah. Cool. Scar, t- scar tissue is weird, and since I don't have any chest hair, I just have this giant like silver line across my chest forever now. Interesting. Okay. Boys, uh, that we, seems, got, that's... we got some news. We got some news. Breaking news. <laughs> What's that? Toys R Us. Buy one, get one 40% off. Switch games are available. Oh. Really? So uh, okay, so that means that you can get... Um, so if you buy one, you get 40% off. Why can't they just do 50% off? What's that about? Um <sighs> <laughs> so okay, so if you buy a six dollar one, then it's essentially essentially it's going to end up being almost a hundred dollars for two games, then right instead of one hundred twenty. Right. Um, that's not bad. I mean, if you're doing holiday shopping anyway and you're buying in bulk, because um, I know um, a little while ago Target I think did buy two get one free for all PS4 and Xbox One games. I'm talking like all of them, like Assassin's Creed was part of it and everything, um, which wasn't bad. But uh, yeah, that's not, no that's not terrible. Yeah, no, they didn't do any Switch games. They did some 3DS games, I think. But it was like, yeah. so like $95 will get you two Switch games that are brand new. So like you get Mario Kart and Mario Odyssey for like 95 bucks. then. It's a good deal, I think. You can also use it on um, Skyrim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if Doom, I don't see Doom listed. Oh, you can you, use it on games that aren't even out yet. Yeah, you can pre-order Ooh. and get 40% off. So That just mm. got interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. Someone asked how you got stabbed, Max. How did that happen? How did that transpire? I, I think it was a failed mugging. I was. Uh, oh wow, jeez. I was. I was. With I don't know, friends. man. You got stabbed. <laughs> well, no. So, so, <laughs> so what? No, as in like it's called a failed mugging. If somebody asks you for something and you yeah. don't, you don't participate to their satisfaction. And uh, I got uh, in an argument with my friend at a bar, and I lived like basically oh. like a mile away. So I was like, no, screw you. I I live a mile from here. I'm just gonna walk home. Peace. And so I walked out. And uh, some dude ended up coming out of the bushes about halfway down my. Tr- 
And uh, well, so there was like an apartment complex and it was surrounded. They had this weird thing in, in Dallas specifically where a lot of the apartments were surrounded by bushes to absorb the sounds of like highways and stuff. So he came out of the bushes and he walked up and said, give me your wallet. And I didn't understand him because he mumbled it. So I said, what? And he, uh, he stabbed me in the chest. So, wow, geez. Yeah, not, a, not a great. Hey, look, yeah, we got well, the, well, that was quick. It's 601 now. <laughs> six, uh, All I, I mean, had to do was tell him about you getting stabbed and apparently you get likes. That's the likes. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're going to get 700 or anything. They have just testing <laughs> the market. <laughs> All right, uh, it was so, uh, I'm taking off my shirt. Well, I'm glad there's only eight minutes left. Let me stand up for a sec. Turn yeah, the children away. <laughs> so yeah, now it, we're just looking. It ends up being something. 95, 98. So that's not bad. That's not bad for two games. I wish they had more more pre-order shit. Uh, I'm sure we'll even show how I'm gonna like get this camera close to my freaking crappy ass chest. Oh gosh. Whoa, jeez. I'm not, sure that, I'm not sure that shows up. Maybe I have too much brightness on. Let me try and turn <laughs> turn one of my giant ass heat lamps away. It makes my skin look like white as hell. Uh, there we go. Let's see if you can see some of the, the shadowing of my my mask. Well, you're um you're actually like yeah. highlighted now, so it won't change. But there we go. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. Wow. Geez, did he like like cut like slash you kind of? Yes. Uh, yeah. It went in like sideways. I. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Did he? Yeah, did he just? Did he just get away, or did they catch him? No, 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 he was just some random guy. I didn't know what to do. What really sucks is I was so broke at the time. Uh, I couldn't even go to the hospital. I literally went home, and my uh, my roommates patched me up because oh, I, I was like working at Target at the time. So I went home, and uh, they literally packed it with Neosporin and put uh, duct tape across my chest to hold it closed. And it, it what really sucks about getting a, a wound that deep is it. Uh, it itched like inside my chest for about three yeah. years. Like as it healed, it literally you could feel the tissue basically knitting itself together inside my chest for about three years. I still itch wow. my thumb occasionally. I don't know if John, John, you were at the store when I almost like cut the side of my thumb clean down, like and had half of it just hanging off. Yeah, still itches. Jeez. All right. So, uh, are there any other questions or anything before we wrap up here? Last week, Nintendo said that they were going to aim for 2018 to be non-traditional IP year. What are we thinking? Because mm. I'm thinking uh, Custom Robo and Golden Sun. Golden <laughs> Sun could be good. They could they could roll in with Golden Sun pretty easily. Yeah, man, I would love to see Golden Sun. But I think in that same interview, they basically said uh, that it may be just totally weird left field stuff. So it could just be. What Eggerland? Is it possible that they do like a, a horror game? Like, do you think they bring back something like Eternal Darkness? They should. I, I, I think horror is a strong bet, but I don't think it's going to be anything we've ever heard of before. I think it's just going to be something totally new. Like, because I mean, Splatoon has been such a big success for them. I think they're feeling a lot braver about throwing new IP out there. Oh, that'd be interesting if they if they try again. Because Arms, I think, was successful enough for them to try something else. Like new because arms, I would consider arms non traditional, obviously. Um, yeah, so yeah, they do We're something to... you think kind of like that, just in a different genre. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be called legs. It's gonna be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, arms sold over a mil in like two weeks, didn't it? Yeah, that's enough for a first party developer because they get all of the money that they published and developed exactly. it. They don't have to split it so that they get all of the money for that. So, to them, that was probably a success. And they, Nintendo is definitely a company that will try over and over again with one they know it's not going to happen instantly like i think there are some companies that are just so they're so impatient with some of these ips like it's not like mario was built yesterday right so, was, so much that like after a game gets released for like half a year the company just gets shut down yeah i know i'm yeah. there i'm there with you <laughs> <laughs> i just i i think that some companies just are they're just not i think patient enough with some of these so Ooh, somebody brought up something interesting that uh 
uh, that dock, the Nyko projector dock. Oh my God. I need that in my life. Yeah. That looks real interesting. I only, I only glanced at it. I didn't even watch their Kickstarter video, but just reading their description is incredibly interesting. Wait, is that the one that lights up? No, I'm talking about the PDP one. That's the one I want. I don't know what the other thing is. Oh, I, I think that maybe I'm mixing people up, but I, I know I thought somebody was producing, uh, has a Kickstarter going for a projector where you, it's like a dock that actually uh, like signs on the wall. What? Yeah, like I, I'm 99% positive it's a, it's a custom dock they're making because apparently the, uh, the port, the image port on the bottom of the switch is real universal. So they're, uh, they're setting it up so that it'll make it where when you put it in there, instead of sending out an HDMI si uh, signal, they'll send out a projector signal. Oh, hey, look. Uh, um, yeah, John, I guess, hit the escape on his uh, browser or something. Yeah. So, so now this is, this is under this new is, management? This is the Dream Podcast, goddammit. I don't have to wear a <laughs> shirt. Everybody go subscribe to Dreamcast Guy. I took on my damn shirt. And for and everyone asking, my, my tattoo says, so it goes. It's a uh, quote from my favorite book. And then when you're done subscribing to Dreamcast Guy, <laughs> go hit up RGT85. Oh, oh, hey, hey, he's back. Hey, hi. I don't know what happened. Something happened with YouTube for me. It like exploded on me. My inter I thought my internet connection dropped and Comcast was being Comcast, but YouTube just stopped working for me for a minute for some reason. Unfortunately, Spawnwave, everybody in chat voted. This is my podcast now. It's the Dream Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're the co-host. Did you take over? Uh, for for take 45 over seconds. <laughs> I usually rip my shirt off, lit a torch, and went, who is <laughs> That's great. Um, well, I guess I came back just in time to uh, to call it. But I do. I will say this, guys. I picked out a, a, a stream to um, to raid real quick before we go. Um, we'll do it. We'll do it on the way out. So I'll drop the stream in the uh, comments, and we're gonna we're gonna raid somebody who I think had kind of a tough week this past week. I I, I know Max. You know who Sid Alpha is, right? Yeah, yeah, man, he's been getting he, hit up hard. He had kind of a tough week with some developers uh, and everything, and they were coming after him and all this stuff for him kind of shining a light, kind of like what I was doing with fans, but he gets a little more intimate with them trying to rip people off. So he had kind of a tough week. So I thought we would help him out and, and raid his uh, stream um, all at once for fun. So um, we'll do that soon. But uh, uh, let's go around real quick. Sean, where can they find you, man? Uh, you can find me on RGT85. Um doing all sorts of stuff. I got a more fight review up that I just put up today. Um, I did, I did a, I've done a bunch of videos. I've actually been off work because um, I have company in town. My lady friend came from Vegas. So we've been hanging out and just watching movies and playing video games because that's the kind of shit she likes to do, which is why this works out fine. So yeah, um, there's a bunch of videos on the channel, a bunch of videos coming um, over on Nintendo enthusiasts. You can read my, this is the police um, review and mediocre game. And yeah, um, just be on the lookout. More stuff coming this week. Cool. Very good, man. Very good. And then uh, Max, where can they find you, man? Uh, Dreamcast guy on YouTube, Twitter, and everything else. Definitely subscribe if you haven't already because this Sonic Forces review is uh, going that's going to be fun. <laughs> if you don't fire that spicy review. Yeah, definitely get there to be the see the comment section because I'm sure it's going to be everybody telling me how I don't know Sonic. <laughs> I like the uh, the dedication, by the way, not putting your shirt back on. I, I honestly felt too awkward to put it back on at this point. I was like, let's just blend in, blend in. And then, uh, Evan, you're, you're uh, Kimmerx Games, right? 
uh, Kimrich Games, which hasn't really been moving right now. So just follow me on uh, Twitter or Twitch or something. That's where I usually do most of my stuff. Or just keep following Spawn Wave. Um, bi-weekly is actually what we decided for the eSports Wave on Sundays. So I'm looking forward to that next week, I believe, is going to be our next episode of that. I know a lot of people don't really follow eSports, so that's why we're limiting it down. But some people actually want to find out about that stuff. So Guys, I'm dropping the the stream in a chat right now for who to uh go raid go show him some love as sit alpha he had a hard week um and everything so i think he has like 67 people watching him now so why don't you jump that up a little bit and go say hi and tell him that uh spawn sent you um thanks for watching tonight um every saturday night 9 p.m eastern time come by watch us talk about video games and all that good stuff i'll drop it in the chat a few more times but thanks guys for watching and we'll see you next week